0: Surgeon General's warning Studies have shown that exposure to unedited Potterfic Weekly podcasts Can cause floor rolling, side clenching, and belly laughing The following episode is uncut and uncensored Rated R for language and extreme silliness Special editions of Potterfic Weekly make me happy And this one makes me extremely so For August fifteenth, two 2007 This is an extreme special edition of Potterfic Weekly Welcome to the place where the episode never ends Really, it doesn't
1: Next time you're feeling jealous of me Cause I'm so famous and awesome at Quidditch Just remember that time that we took you to Slughorn's office And you nearly drank yourself to death But I say
0: Yo yo.
2: Yo yo. Hey,
0: Melinda.
2: <laughs> How are you, Melinda? You sound like you're in Utah. You? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't hear her. She's here. You're
2: you're, you're like shouting from the the basement.
0: Uh
2: oh. Oh, hold on. There you are. Is that better? Uh, a little bit. Uh, it for a second. I don't hear her. Tighten Can... the
3: needles up. Does that help
2: at all? Not really. Are is your is your what would this be? Is your input? Set too low, or is?
3: You speaking Chinese to me? <laughs> is my input set too low?
2: Oh, sorry. Is like your is the volume on your computer set really low? Because it's either not over, it's not like in the right spot, or your volume is set really low. So you're.
3: Here, I just turn that up. Does that help?
2: No. You're. You're better than you were before.
3: Okay. Hold on one second. Let me try something else. Hold
2: on. Okay. Should
3: Does hang... that work
4: better?
2: uh that seems a little bit better yeah hang on one second something's up with tina here if you look at tina's thing on the conference call she's like all the way over to maximum volume but i can't hear anything jen you there
0: oh yes (laughs) sorry Uh,
2: jen you're such a special person we missed you
3: thanks love you too
0: how's your vacation going jen I am home. It was over, but I almost had to eat my grizzly bear. No, no, don't care. tell us.
2: Don't tell us. You have to tell us live in the podcast.
0: Melinda, how are you here? I'm doing good. I have really mourned the, the loss of Harry Potter, the end of it, and now yeah. I'm so pumped. I'm so even more pumped about it now that I, re- I had a chance over the vacation to reread it.
3: Oh, good. I haven't finished and, my
0: reread yet. Yeah. And it, and I like it so much. Yeah, I know. Like I, the first time I read it, I think I just skimmed through it. Like I was just so sure he was gonna die. <laughs> I missed so much. Did we lose her?
2: I hung up on her and I'm calling her back.
0: That was very rude.
2: Well, I told her in advance. I was uh, <laughs> Jennifer. All right, hang on. Uh, oh, uh we're add, not going there. Add to conference. All right, let's see if that works. I'm
0: doing my nap. Tina. Hi, Ryan.
2: Hey. Okay, we can hear you now.
0: Oh, good. Okay. That
2: makes us so happy. All right, we are holding on Rob from Spellcast, I think. That Hi,
5: Tina. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi, Melinda. How are yes. you? Oh. Hot. Uh-oh. Me <laughs> too. I
2: have air conditioning on right now. I just want to gloat. Yeah.
5: I'm in the back of the house, and the AC doesn't reach here. Now I have the door closed, so it's only going to get worse.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Keep bottled water. All right, can I just tell you, I have this thing saved. Jen rob from spellcast tonight tried to do like audio fiction no
0: you are not
2: at, no i'm not gonna play i, I don't even have, i have it somewhere like it what, what time was that was that like one o'clock in the morning last night?
0: <laughs> it was really late and i
2: woke i woke up at like 6 a.m in brooklyn and now it's 1 a.m and i'm back in massachusetts and i'm like trying to play serious and this really serious thing it was uh, It was terrible <laughs> it,
0: it, was, it re- was it was so good he is lying he did a really good job. No,
2: I did Okay, Jen, I have a question. I'm reading one of your posts from February. How long were you oh under God. the impression that J.K. Rowling was writing a series of Harry Potter children's books?
0: How long is I have how, I what? How
2: long have you believed that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Probably a couple of years. I don't know where I got that. Re- I truly believe that. I know that I read it somewhere. This is
2: like, Jen, did you wonder why the rest of us weren't that excited about it? <laughs> that we never talked yeah. of it ever?
0: Yeah, it's like, what's wrong with these people?
2: I'm reading. No. Like Jen. Like, this is like Jen the early years. This is kind of fun. I'm like looking over the, um. The threat. Okay, Rena Ar- signed off, so we're going to assume the goat got her. She's on, <laughs> so she's on over here.
0: What was that?
2: Uh. Rena was attacked by a goat. Really? No, no, not at all. <laughs>
0: Oh, I was like, oh "My God, really?
2: <laughs> could you I imagine it? If- the- <laughs> could you imagine if Bernard like attacked Rina in the middle of an episode?" Oh, I listened to the um, to a Babylon. It could happen. I listened to the Babylon Five podcast, and they do a thing on their podcast where they actually stream it live. So they have people who listen to like the unedited version, and then yeah. they like they edit the thing up and they put it out on iTunes. And I guess on the on the live feed. One of the, uh, podcasters who was actually, he was. He, he worked like behind the scenes on the TV show so now he's doing the podcast years later he was attacked by his son's duck in the middle of the episode <laughs> <laughs> and he was like and I guess the, the re- and they, they start they, they start like the live one at 7 and they start like the real one at 8 or whatever so at 8 o'clock when they started the real one he's standing on his picnic table like throwing things at the duck and that's how the episode opened it it reminded me of something we should try and do with Jen that's all I really
0: <laughs> Oh, Brian, that's awful! You you cannot stick ducks on me.
3: That's the episode. He was thinking title. of squirrels, Jen. That's, that's the episode uh, title. No
0: squirrels either. What?
2: That's the title. I will not be defeated no. by a duck. No.
0: He just tries. He tries to be mean to me. I don't
2: try to be mean to you, Jen. It just comes out that way. It's
0: I put just up too with easy. So much. All right. Obviously.
2: All right. We're gonna. Oh, someone sent me a. Oh. Oh, oh. What? Richard. What are you
0: oohing about? Where's Rob?
2: I can't find Rob, but I found Richard.
5: Oh, I Who's was Rick- just IMing with him. I told him I had to go. <laughs> Maybe he, he wants to jump on.
2: I'm like, you want... I don't like a smiley on Skype. It's kind of like child molester-ish. That's kind of freaky.
5: <laughs> the eyes are really close together.
2: There is. Yeah, the toothy grin one is very child molesterish. So th- the whole thing just kind of franks me a little bit. This is why I love starting fifteen minutes early because it's like we really start on time. Jen, mm. what the hell was that noise you just made?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I actually need to go to the bathroom. Jen, just go, 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 Jen, okay, go, I'll go,
2: Jen, go, go. Okay,
0: I'll be back in a minute. <laughs>
2: Then I make this beautiful point. Jen, what do you think? Dead air. (laughs) (laughs) You were going so well. I just thought that you wouldn't be... I'm sorry. It happens all the time. All right. Richard's on his way back. Rob from Spellcast is missing in action. Rinna is under attack by a goat, and that's all I have.
3: (laughs) I don't think I've met Rob from Spellcast.
2: Rob from Spellcast is fun. He's the one who brought us the sex quiz.
3: Yeah, I remember listening to it. I just yes,
2: and if you read the Quibbler, apparently he eats dried shit. So, <laughs> excuse me. Have you re- have you read the Quibbler?
3: I don't think I. I, I, I no, oh, you've got to read it. It's hilarious.
2: Does my does my dating
3: re- it-, it must have been updated because I know I read when it. No, it's the,
2: it's the first one. Read the first episode. It's, it's the, the l- hey, I'm, you know what we have a few minutes. I'm gonna re- because Melinda has given me so much. I'm gonna read her the Quibbler. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me find it here. It is. Hey, Richard. Hello. How are you doing? I'm about Hi, to read. I'm about to read the Quibbler to uh, to Melinda here. Hang on. All right, where is it? Okay. Yeah,
3: I've got it, Melinda. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Go at ahead. about
5: eleven o'clock or so. Yeah, Something like that.
2: All right, Snorak <laughs> Dung, instrumental in Spellcast's decision to employ Ryan as senior host. week Weekly <laughs> announced earlier this week that Ryan will be joining the staff of Spellcast as a senior host, one of three on really? staff there. Well, no, here's, this is what they did. <laughs> Rob from Spellcast uh, set, Skyped me the morning I was buying the engagement ring. And I said, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and apparently that's what I agreed to do but I don't think I think that the the title makes it seem like I'm the vice president which I'm actually not Uh, as soon as the announcement was made the quibbler was hot on the trail having put up with Ryan for months on and ourselves we knew there had to be more to the story upon getting in touch with our connections in Sweden we discovered a mysterious account linked to Snorak dealers Milch and Mink we we don't have an account for Rob from Spellcast said the source within the company but we do have an account for Bert from Melcast coincidence we thought not after hours of questioning, Robert admitted that he uses Snorak dung whenever he wants to make an important decision, particularly this one. I had to store a lot of dried and crushed Snorak dung before coming to terms with letting him be a senior host of Spellcast readings. So yeah, crumpled horned Snoraks played a huge part in the decision. When approached for comment about how this tragic addic- addiction has affected the working relationship of Parific Weekly and Spellcast, Ryan was unavailable for comment. <laughs> Which my exa-
3: this sounds like the profit than the quips. Exactly,
2: but my only—I know she should rename it. My—that's actually not true. I did give a comment referring them to Spellcast's Press Secretary, but whatever. Uh, we'll all—we'll be looking forward to more of the partnership of Spellcast and Perfect Weekly. No matter how much dry and crushed Snorak dung either one of them, Robert the Ryan, has been snorting. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and i only,
5: come up with this stuff i don't know but i'm assu- but, know.
2: but i'm assuming that you've all read the one where apparently i'm dating a sock puppet
5: yeah how did danielle feel about
6: that all right i have
2: to tell you this mac insinuated i'll give you all the, the you know the you, you know the
0: shape details
2: no but you know the you the, the 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 gag i tried to play on mac with 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 the, with the voicemails well, he's recorded his responses to them. They're actually going to go out with this episode. Mac insinuated he has he has captured Carmen San Diego, and yeah, so.
0: Oh, is that where is that where he's been?
2: Yes, it's a she though, Carmen San Diego.
0: Is it really? Yes. I just remember the song we used to like rock out to it.
2: But Carmen's a woman.
0: Where in the world is Carmen <laughs> San Diego? Oh, and then, then, have like the drums get in, like, <laughs> and like we'd like do like booging in our dorm rooms. It was so much fun.
2: Oh, uh, Jen, there's reasons, I, I, record the sound check. There's reasons <laughs> I record. There's reasons I record. There's reasons I record soundcheck, and Jen has just illustrated them perfectly for me. <laughs> all right, I gotta do one quick oh my, thing. Do I oh no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm I'm really glad you're here. Okay. Oh oh yeah. Um. Okay. No okay. sign of Robert. No sign of Rena. And
0: uh, I'm kick his butt. Well, a little booty.
2: He's probably doing drugs. And uh, Joel said, <laughs> "She well, would y'all tr- were
0: talking about getting into that dumb last night."
2: That was you.
0: That wasn't me. <sighs>
2: All right, let me do one quick thing, and then we'll start. Some unique souls here. Yes.
6: <laughs>
0: Hi, Richard. I'm <laughs> so sorry.
7: <laughs> Actually, I read, uh, I did a little article for the Quibbler too, and I wrote about Ryan's sock puppet affair a little bit.
0: How you think have
3: missed this? Where is the quibbler? Yeah, I have to... I know I saw it on there, but I, I, I have to go take a closer look at it, I think. How's it coming, Richard?
7: It's coming well. I kind of got stumped on a bit because uh, I'm trying really hard on this one. I don't want it to be rushed out, which is why my first one was so bad. It was and, um, I Thank you. I happen to think it was my worst, and I'm trying to make it good. And I don't want to just force plot through. I'm trying to give better transitions for things, so... Uh, it's coming nicely.
3: Try reading it out loud. <laughs> no, I mean just by yourself. Just, just read it out loud. Sometimes that helps with the the flow of the dialogue. Anyway.
7: Maybe it will. I need a. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna to to get Amy to help me or somebody because my everything always comes out like American, <laughs> and I guess I can't really help that. But everything comes
2: out American. Okay. I, oh, is this to get artwork for your charms classer?
7: <laughs> no, no, for the uh, for some Britishisms in the, the fic I'm writing too. So. Like if we didn't have Amy, I don't know what we would do. Like we, she's
2: like our British list. It's like we have free. Winky. Is
5: she the only one?
2: I think she might be. We we have Free Winky from India. We have a couple Canadians, and we have Amy. Although if you look at the people who visit, we have people like from Iran in there. So that's throwing me off a little bit, but. Wow. <laughs> Okay, oh, I just tell you, we need a Hufflepuff to go vote for for um, for Wise and Gamut.
5: I, I think Bane has taken up my cause.
2: Has he? Oh, he's yeah. he's making uh, campaign flyers for you. Last yeah. Day, so, okay. Who are the nominees? I know what I did. Uh, the nominees are Melinda, yep. Jules, LeWythe, uh, Free Winky, and who's the other one?
3: Me.
4: Uh, yeah, you. Bye. <laughs>
2: I
7: forgot about you. Yeah.
2: Sorry.
1: I'm Why? so forgettable.
2: Melinda, what did you do? Melinda. Melinda fell over. Oh, hang on.
0: Did we lose her? Melinda.
2: Well, she shows up.
0: So can I vote?
2: No, because you're a Ravenclaw.
0: But I'm a deputy head.
2: Yeah, but you're a Ravenclaw.
0: But my vote should count
2: more. But you. More. Can, but you. But you can't vote. <laughs> but you can't. But you can't.
0: Obviously. Vote. <laughs>
2: All right, Robert's in, but we seem to have lost Melinda Are No,
3: they- I just got back, I don't know what happened All of a sudden <laughs> it started making really strange, strange noises And I was like, okay And it's done that before, but usually for never quite as long as that
2: That was frightening
3: But I'm back now Okay, I was Welcome starting back. to tell you story about the voting Yeah I tried to vote today
8: mm-hmm.
3: And my son talked to me
8: mm-hmm.
3: And I hit the wrong thing and I didn't end up voting for myself You did? <laughs> i didn't mean to i meant to hit tina well you know what Uh well
2: you you. know what you should feel bad you want you want to know what sucks melinda yeah you're winning by a vote
3: Uh, can you change it no that's awful they're in quintess and i'm standing and i'm doing it and then i turn around and it's my name's in black and i was like oh how'd that happen and i'm like i'm like oh man (laughs)
5: <laughs> Rob, hi! That is funny. I,
2: I haven't added him yet, Jen I'm doing that right now.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I'm talking to him on the slide. Sorry.
2: I have a question. Are you talking out loud to people who can't hear you again? Am I really? Yeah.
0: No, I'm not on mute. You can hear me.
2: You're like, Robert, hi! <laughs> he cannot hear you. He's in California. <laughs> All right, anyway, and and
0: Dobby's not
5: here.
2: Dobby's not here either. That's right.
5: Yeah, and
2: Dobby's not here. Rob from <laughs> Spellcast.
0: Yeah, he says call him.
2: Well, I know. He's he's, he's standing right I'm there. I'm right here, John. Hey, Rob.
9: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> He never cease to amaze me or fail to amaze me. One or the other. I haven't decided which one yet, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all good. All right.
2: Rob, say hi to uh, who we got. Richard. I'm going down the list. This is so awful to me. Richard, Tina, and Melinda.
6: All right. Hi.
2: Hey, everybody. Hi. Right. I'm very excited about this. Jen, it's in the Road Not Traveled uh, thread, the end of canon.
0: Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks.
2: Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, Melinda, if you get stuck with the job, um, I don't know what to really tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You That happened in uh, a city near where I am. This guy ran for, like, I don't know what, it was, like, school committee, you know, whatever he ran for. He was apparently the only person in the city who turned the page and saw that, so he actually won the seat. He wrote himself in. And he won
3: the thing. So. That's funny.
2: Yeah, don't go to Revere Mass, apparently, because he's in charge of the school committee. Okay. Um, all right, we ready to get started?
9: Um, do you guys have talking points or anything, just to kind of...
2: Oh, Rob's from Spellcast. Rob, that was funny. No. <laughs>
9: <laughs> you know what? You think I'll okay, get... You think I get used to the, like, the fact of not having these things called notes? Or, like, oh, Rob, that like, was so
2: nice, though, to think that we would have talking notes. That's really that, – that means a lot coming from you. Thank that's you. That's
9: sweet. <laughs> I, well, the thing is I know better, but I just usually like – it's kind of like hoping like, ooh, will they, will, will they have them? Will they have them? No. Oh, no. No. Uh, I'm Talk just so fly.
0: excited that, like, I evidently I answered this question about this podcast, like, in February. <laughs> so I don't have to think anymore. I just know what my answer is. I
2: can regurgitate my answer. <laughs> there, there, well, Jen was under the impression, because she apparently skimmed an article once, she's been under the impression for the past four years that J.K. Rowling was going to write a series of children's novels about Neville Longbottom. So, no,
0: I didn't pass. say Neville. I said about the non-main characters. Yeah, but the, you have to get my mistake right, Brian. But you,
2: but you thought for the past four years that Joe was going to keep writing stories in the Harry Potter universe?
0: Yes. I swear, I didn't just make this up. So
2: when the rest of us were, like, sobbing <laughs> uncontrollably that the canon is over, were you, like, wondering what we were upset about?
0: No, because I was, like, pissed. Remember? <laughs> I, I wrote the Nastygram. Like, Joe, Joe not cool. Jen. But, um... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> So I don't remember the question.
2: <laughs> Why don't we start the podcast, Rob? We're just gonna. You know, this is basically like, and I feel bad for Rob. Rob is from like a very orderly, you know, professional podcast, and we're like a bunch of people at a bar just talking about sports.
9: So Are we really going to eight o'clock? That's insane. I have four no- hours. Oh, what time is it's it? We're
2: eight.
0: Oh, it's, it's, eight seven. it's eight
9: o'clock now. No, it it's well it's five twelve
2: here. No, we're going for it's three hours. Uh,
0: yeah. It's five
2: twelve. No, like, we keep it open for three hours, but usually forty five minutes of that is, you know, Jen, Jen, can you hear me now? What happened to Jen? Is Jen in the bathroom? What happened to the goat? Why is the goat the attacking <laughs> me?
0: Look at this. This is awful. Guys, why the is, new people why? this is not Jen is not the butt here. But every joke. <laughs> no pun intended with the bathroom comment. I'm not... I'm just saying.
2: Jen, you lost this one. Just be quiet now. As your
9: lawyer, I have to recommend
0: you... Fine. Stuff. I am not talking in this podcast.
9: In a ...world where Jen's the butt of every single joke. <laughs> oh, wait. That is the real world. Oh.
6: <laughs> okay, you Jen. I feel like a voice. All
9: right. Tell you what. You, you, you never you never heard the, epi- the Spellcast episode where... It was like this really sc- sappy, uh, uh, fa- romance one shot, and for the hell of it, because we were so tired, and like I was just fooling mo- around with my movie voice because we do a little like excerpt of the fic, and I did it in the movie voice. So the editors decided to turn it into an action, like like in a world where Harry and Ginny never got together get to get, <sighs> and get together, and there's like gunshots everywhere. It's like, get down, get down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've so, heard that one, but it's really good. I have to, it's, you have it's, to point me in the direction.
9: Funny. It's, oh, I think it's one of our last it's our last full episode but it's just like yeah I never trust my editors I never I'd well Jen's learning straight.
2: that from me now she she made the mistake of saying in one episode that she's completely functional <laughs> <laughs> so we did a small montage with the theme of Welcome Back They're playing in the background so Jen has never made that comment again
0: no, I haven't, and I've avoided talking to you, too. Well,
2: that's true, too, <laughs> except if you're trapped in. Okay, we need to start the podcast. All right. Um, go, go, go. All right, well, Rob, now you have to do it in the, in the movie voice.
0: Well, you have to introduce people because Rob doesn't know it. Uh, Richard. And- well,
9: no, I, I guess I could do, like, the. Uh, oh, you got to write it out he- for me. You know, like, the uh-huh. uh, this is uh, for the week of whatever, blah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah. All right. Um, Wait,
0: he's doing it. I want to do it.
2: You can do it with Rob. <laughs>
9: In a world where Jen is nice. really functional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I'm not going to talk to you either.
9: <laughs> I'm sorry. Ever since you did your dog Delacour last night, I can't even say it, but last night. Just
0: <laughs>
9: just just New French. Uh...
0: Southern French is... is me
9: southern French <laughs> is, that, is that is that like someone in the south who's trying to be French or is that like someone from the south of France one or Great. the other I can't decide
2: sis alright Rob I sent, you the in- okay. I sent you the thing
9: in a world where we're not sure what day is coming bleh I can't even talk okay Okay, we're not sure what day it's coming out because Ryan is very disorganized. This is but this is episode 23 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. And I guess I should probably say that in the movie voice. And whenever you're recording.
0: Yeah, you lost it, dude.
9: All right.
2: Um we're record I hate to tell you this all but we've recorded this entire conversation so far.
9: We have. You know what? I actually kind of expected that because I came Uh-oh. late. Yeah, but so hey, Oh, the wonders of having our own audio files, but oh well. No, Ron Ryan controls everything. I'm very important over here. Go on. Okay, so you, you, okay, I'm guessing you want me to start. Okay, all right. Give me. I may screw this up a couple of times, but uh, just welcome to Parfick Weekly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Do you want me to say in a word, like? We're not sure what day it's coming out, but this is Pottercast I mean, Potter... Here, on Pottercast now. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> this is like Melinda last week. Pottercast, Pottercast, Pottercast. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I just can't... I just, I just Did you get working. any
5: royalties for that, Melinda? Oh, my God.
2: Pottercast... <laughs> I
3: couldn't help it. It just came out. Oh,
2: my God. Um, well, Sorry, yeah. I've, been, I've been working
9: out. Some of the brain's a little bit scattered. No problem. Um,
2: and, Jen, feel free to jump in there and make comments, whatever you'd like to... <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> Jen has us on mute because she's,
9: you know, laughing at us right now.
0: Or pouting. Sure. All right. Dot, dot, dot. All right, go ahead,
9: Ryan. I mean, if you want to do it, Jen, I'm cool with it. Go for it. I mean, it's your no, podcast. I'm... Te-
0: I'm- <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> 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 that was that. All right.
9: Okay. We're not sure what day this is coming out because Ryan's very disorganized, but this is episode 23 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. That was very emotional. I was very moved by that.
0: Uh, your voice that was actually—that oh. was,
9: actually, was actually more my uh, baseball announcer voice because I, I did. Jen uh,
2: wants to jump you. Did you hear
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. she was, like, mentally, like comparing it to Alan Rickman and *Sense and Sensibility*, which is like my favorite movie ever.
2: back away from oh. Jen. Back away from
9: Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was it, so it was so funny. It's really disappointing because I was uh, when I met. Uh, Vanessa at Lumos last year they were all really like all like the spellcasters really looking forward to meet me because apparently they all think my voice like some of the girls on the staff think my my voice is very sexy it well, is I, sexy I, well thank you um, but the, th- <laughs> the thing about it I don't know I guess they're just like they're just really tempted to well, see what the is it, don't
0: you think Tina I is
3: do Tina think it's a yes. very nice
0: boy very much
9: so, so. Richard, do you have any yeah, comments on the sexiness of Robert's voice? Richard, do you think I'm sexy too? No. I, th- I no, know I Ryan no thinks comment. I'm sexy. Yeah. I know Ryan thinks I'm
0: sexy. I think we that's... should all ha- take the sexy voice quiz.
9: The sexy oh boy. <laughs> boy. Is there a sexy voice quiz? I don't know. I, 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 I'm still really rather disappointed in myself for like infiltrating Potter Fig Weekly using a sex quiz. That <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. That
5: was fun!
9: You needed an opening, and that was yours. <laughs> it was. It worked. Sex is always a great opening, I guess. This I don't know. <laughs> the entire, and the
2: entire forum is taking it. Are we all the mind
9: that's touched, by the way?
5: No.
7: Yes, I was. They're
5: not? No, I was a bubble.
7: Melinda? What is that?
9: Wait, that's like wait, worse what
7: is that? than my best. Oh, <laughs> the most different. No, it's, it's, it's,
9: sorry, I'm joking. Um... <laughs> No, because I got the bu- like. I, I I changed a few more my answers to be a little bit more like conservative, and then I got the bubble. So... Really,
0: I tried to be risque, and I got the midas touch.
9: You're risque. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm very. Just... No.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, does the midas touch mean risque? Yeah. No.
9: It does. <laughs> <laughs> <Not on this. laughs> okay. 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 Let's put it this I'm way.
0: I'm That's enough. Let's put it this way.
9: Ryan is the Midas Touch. We'll leave it at that. Yes. So, what are we talking about on today's episode, Ryan?
2: Oh my God, Rob is trying to make us into spellcast. I love that. That was on topic
9: right there. You see that? Did you see? Did you you got the segue right there? I did get the segue. Can
0: we talk about how on topic it is, guys?
9: Okay. It's
0: like we pat ourselves on our back. All
9: right. I have
2: an idea. Why don't we start the episode?
0: (laughs) What? Good idea.
2: We we haven't done that yet. Okay. All right. Now I have to think of a way. I'm looking at the time. Okay. Everyone ready?
0: Ready?
4: No.
0: Ready.
2: <laughs> Melinda, you ready? I'm ready. ready. I'm, okay. I'm ready for this insanity. But oh I guess well, I... All right. And welcome back to Paraphic Weekly. This is Ryan.
3: This is Melinda. Jen. This. And Tina.
9: And Richard. Oh yeah, and I guess I'm Robert.
2: I just wanted to see what would happen if I just let everyone introduce themselves and not try and control it. That was nice. I like that
5: problem is there are too many hufflepuffs and we all didn't want
2: to uh this is true take- <laughs> we should probably do that again though because there was like 15 seconds of silence in there <laughs> welcome to perfect weekly all right and welcome to Wait, pa- so
9: what what is what is the order is there an order or
2: <laughs> all right rob <laughs> is new so i have to do it just because of rob i hope the rest of you will understand and welcome back to perfect weekly this is ryan and because rob is new with us this week we're going to say hi now in alphabetical order i was here last
9: week or the week before. I can't remember.
0: Is J come before M?
9: <laughs> <sighs> did, you think, did you look this up at all in the last ten
0: episodes?
2: <laughs> like, were you, like, intellectually curious and looked it up in the alphabet sometime between now and... Hey,
0: if you look at Skype, there is the letters there. Our I- names are there. Because that's what we figured out last time. Well, I was just pointing it out to the newbies, Ryan...
2: And welcome back to Perfect Weekly. This is Ryan and I'm here with Robert, Richard, Tina, Melinda, and Jen, and this is our fourth time trying to start the episode. Hey everybody.
3: I wanted to drive my own
7: <laughs> Wow.
9: <laughs> now do you understand why we have plans to do our <laughs> podcast? I'm just I just I want to put that in there. Do you yeah, understand and-
2: why our why our episodes go three hours long? Alright, Jen, you <laughs> Jen, why don't you start the episode
9: this week?
0: No, because I only want to say my name. I think everybody should say their own name.
9: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm your guest host, Robert Standring, and I'm taking over because, uh, yeah, I do that sort of thing, and I'm joking. So, Ryan, go ahead and start with <laughs> it. I'm like, you were actually doing fine until you stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I was about to butt in and be like, I'm Jen.
9: <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm waiting for them to say something. They're not saying anything. Are they going to let me do this? Oh, crap. Uh... It's voice. It's your voice.
0: I think you should just talk. No, did you just tell
2: robert
9: that. to read the phone book because
2: you like the sound of his all right welcome back to perfect weekly this is ryan and i'm starting the episode because jen cannot stop flirting with robert from spellcast hey everybody oh, don't say
9: that the sorry <laughs> the i'm here with it is it's oh, so sorry tough. i just wanted to say this real quick before you really start the episode because i think that really didn't count but like you know what the funny thing was is like um, Vanessa also said like we wanted you to read the phone book so it's kind of creepy that you said the whole phone book thing and what is it with people and who have sexy voices and people want them to read the phone book I don't get that it's, it's kind uh, of weird. I
0: would be like a romance novel or something miss smut fake I don't know.
9: oh god I have to start <laughs> the episode now considering you had me read like the most like emotional chapter of uh after the end for like three hours at like two you o'clock it happily the- <laughs> And since Jen just used the line, you wanted it, you wanted it, I'm starting the episode. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. I'm going to put myself on mute because I can't behave myself. Alright.
4: I'm so bad. <laughs> Alright,
9: we're... Okay, 20... Okay. Alright, half
2: an hour late. Alright. And welcome back to Perfect Weekly. This is Ryan, and I'm here with...
5: Jen!
9: Robert...
7: Richard.
3: Melinda.
5: And Tina. That was so good.
2: I'm so excited that I'm going to edit me out saying that because it sounds like, you know, yay, you pooped to a toddler.
9: Okay. That's a great way to treat no, your guests. Do guest we have host, any forum
0: Ryan? news that we need <laughs> to talk about? Well,
2: Jen, I have to come back from editing <clears throat> myself out. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, this is going to be a very uh, unusual episode. Okay, let me say that again. Alright, this is our fourth uh, non-fanfiction episode. uh, Okay, that doesn't make any sense either. Alright, this is our fourth and final uh, special edition of Potterfic Weekly for a while. We've kind of gone off the deep end, which is kind of new for us. Well, not really. We do it every week. But we've had episodes on Order of the Phoenix, the movie, which I still haven't seen yet. That movie came out, like, what, like a month ago? Almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Do I have
5: to come kidnap you. you,
2: you you're, you're the you're the closest yeah. one. Actually, who's closer, Melinda or Tina? Probably Tina. Okay. Uh, so we've done episodes on Order of the Phoenix. We've done ep- an episode that was four hours and ten minutes long. I just want to point out. On Deathly Hallows, we did an introduction to fan fiction, and now we're going to talk about something that I've been meaning to talk about you guys with since I think when did we start the podcast? February. January. Um, January, on the end of canon and how it will affect fan fiction. And another uh, angle I want to take at it tonight in our conversation is how do you think fan fiction affected the end of canon? For those of us who have been reading fan fiction for a while, or especially those of us who just read the seventh Horcrux, how did being a part of this fandom, do you guys think, affect? uh your enjoyment of the last book was it something where you saw certain things coming before they happened because you've read them in fan fiction or were you very surprised because it was nothing like fan fiction so we're going to get into that tonight uh jen do you have any forum news
0: um forum news oh okay i'm going to do this on the podcast <clears throat> i okay we've had a t-shirt contest everyone mm-hmm. right and the problem is is that we are now looking for more of a PFW logo that we can actually put on uh, a shirt and make because we can't use anything that could possibly, potentially be copyrighted in any way. So I want to, uh, I know that we the t-shirt contest has been up for a while on the forums, but I want to encourage everyone to make a PFW logo, something that we can actually use so that we can get t-shirts made and, and have, you know, real participation it, for the people who want a shirt.
9: Rob, does Spellcast have t-shirts? Yes, we do. In fact, we have a Spellcast thong. What?
0: It's true. <laughs> I bought one. No. What? <laughs> <laughs>
9: I love the moment the silence, and it's like,
2: they come in all these nifty colors.
9: <laughs> no, it's actually oh, just God. white with the, uh, the Spellcast logo in black. Um, yeah, no, we have t-shirts. We got two different types, uh, a black with the full normal logo, and then like a white t-shirt with a black logo. But we're lucky because we don't have Potter in our name. We can't get sued. <laughs> but We
2: have PFW, so we're like, poof. So we
9: yeah yeah make sure you don't have too many pot references otherwise (laughs) your good friends Ryan and uh, Jen are going to get sued yeah yeah and we
0: we found out that anything that says H P Harry Potter Potter Voldemort like anything that has any of those things we can't use any of them
2: you didn't think that, that you didn't think that Voldemort was copyright protected.
0: Well, I didn't think about it at all. I mean, that was the responses we got, and they were lovely. I want to thank everyone who did take the time to make a shirt. They We just can't use any of them yet, and that's why I've been putting off uh, doing the awards for them because we can't actually use any of those. Jen? What? Is it
2: possible what? that you put it on the back burner for a while, then came back and used the excuse <laughs>
0: I was hoping you would call You didn't him. want
2: to get sued. <laughs> I realized months ago you, you were going to get sued, and I haven't known how to tell you, so I've been putting it off every week.
0: You better edit that part out, buddy.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, hey, that,
9: you that be <laughs> if you want to give me a second, I can get you a link to a website that essentially allows you to upload your own pictures and make your own T-shirts. Yes. So for those people who really love the logos, they, uh, the the things they made for you, they can actually just do it themselves sure uh, okay just give me a second
0: other other forum knows while well, news while he's doing that i think somebody should mention um the quibbler
9: oh god
2: <laughs> yeah and um just to jump in how does
0: melinda do that i mean she's a writer right did you do it did you write for it i didn't write for it no where Mel- did I get that? Melinda did didn't, <laughs> Melinda didn't
2: really read it, is the problem that we
0: had. Um, oh, is that it? Oh, that I, I heard something about yeah, Melinda and the that, and that, I thought That was me gulping
3: in panic when you are telling me to go for that. Oh, no, no. All thing. right, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll okay. take care of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And we haven't uh, uh, pimped out the... Oh, God, I just said pimped out. Okay, we haven't... You re-
0: are so...
4: <laughs> I
2: am so <laughs> New England. <laughs> and we And we haven't... <laughs> And we haven't talked about the Powerfic Weekly forums in a while. They're very addictive, uh, you know, much oh, yes. like you know, Snorak Dung, for example. And I bring up Snorak Dung to draw your attention to com, where mm-hmm. uh, Lady Chi has begun publishing The Quibbler week to week. And I just want to share with you uh, some of the headlines from the, the first edition of, uh, of The Quibbler uh in episode i'm sorry in um the in the first edition uh we had the headline gryffindors seize power because apparently when i was in the men's room gryffindors took over our forum uh <laughs> the gossip corner scandal in the prefect's lounge I, I i can't even get into that one because we'd probably get pulled from itunes uh and i don't even know how to say this so i'm just gonna say it um Snorak Dung instrumental in Spellcast's Decision to employ Ryan as senior host Uh, Rob is there anything you want to just Get out of the way before we um, Before we start the podcast tonight Is there anything you want to share with our uh, With our listeners tonight Oh um Um no no not really Okay Rob does not have Have a problem uh, Inhaling dried Snorak Dung Uh, I, 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 I Apologize on behalf of Perfect weekly to Rob's uh, family and friends. You know, for people. oh,
9: it, it's quite all right. You're all right with that. Uh, all right. I actually do have something for you, though. What do you have um, for us, Rob? I, um, for those of you who actually took the time and did something for the T-shirt contest, and, but you love your design so much and uh, you just can't part with it, and. Even though you're like, I really want them to get sued just so I can have my T-shirt, and they're not going to do it anyway. There's another way for you to get a T-shirt with your design. There's a website called VistaPrint.com. Essentially, it allows you to upload your own design for a very um, a small fee, and then it allows you to have them make you a T-shirt, and they mail it to you, and you get to wear it. And you get it's to be very, a huge- very
0: inexpensive. That's the company yeah. we use for our business postcards and stuff.
9: Right, and we to, yeah exactly. That's what Spellcast uses for all this swag and whatnot. But it's, yeah, uh, great. it's a great website, and uh, so for those of you who want to make your own Fake Weekly t-shirts, um, kind of black market underneath the uh, the table.
0: <laughs> we can't <laughs> say that. On oh, air. I can't. I can't?
2: But uh, Robert's a very me. powerful person who's actually you know probably wearing a Spellcast thong right now. So I just really. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
9: that uh, I'm I, I, sorry
0: for the quibbler that includes that. Now.
9: I have never worn a spellcast thong. I've never worn a thong in general, but uh Thank uh, you yeah, Robert for, for
2: naming thong. tonight's episode. That was helpful.
9: <laughs> oh, well when crap. he
0: told me they had spellcast thongs, I thought that he was talking about flip flops and I was like, Oh, I want one and like because <laughs> that would be really cool. Like I own Superman. the <laughs> flip flops and so and he was like, Oh, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why are you so uncomfortable?" I don't understand. <laughs>
2: <I'm> this. <laughs> this moments after Jen said, "You have a sexy voice." Will you just read me anything for as long as
9: you can?
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Robert, yeah anyway,
9: enough of my podcast. Let's 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 work on your podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so just, again, uh, anyone listening to this who hasn't joined the PowerFic Weekly forums, it's like listening to PowerFic Weekly, the podcast, all the time. Every few minutes Jen's coming up with something that you never thought you'd hear a, another human being say. It's just, it's, it's a very, last night, you know, Tina was on there, kind of drunk a little bit. It was, it's it's a hilarious place. You're gonna love the powerfic. Just
5: <laughs> a little bit. bit.
0: Alright. Yeah, Tina, yeah. you sounded like you were having such a good time. I was so jealous.
5: Well, I hope I didn't thoroughly embarrassed myself, but... You did it. Oh, it was very amusing.
0: I was on Vicodin for like two episodes. <laughs> Nobody gets to compare.
2: Tina was using the spell check continuously last <laughs> evening, and for that we are all grateful.
5: <laughs> At least I knew I should be using the spell check.
2: That's true. That's true. You know, <laughs> give your friend the keys and always use the spell checker. And uh, before we get into the to the heart, to the meat of tonight's episode... There's something that I've been wanting to to say for a few days now, and this is a really good time to do it. Jen, how was your family vacation? Did anything
0: happen? (laughs) Well, as you all know, I went to Yellowstone for 10 days. How would people know that? (laughs) Because I've been gone. Obviously, I missed. Hello.
2: But the episodes have come out on a regular basis. You actually haven't been missed by anybody.
0: Yes. Oh Ryan, I haven't been on whoa, the forums. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Other She's people been missed
3: noticed.
0: on the forum, Ryan. On the forum, I
2: apologize. I apologize. Rocking That's back and
0: forth. That's right. Forward. There is a line of friendship where you, where a person is missed.
2: There is a line of fr- that was deep. That was <laughs> thank
0: deep. you. That was deep. Thank you. Okay. Yep. So anyway, I was in Yellowstone and we were there like we were there for several reasons and kind of to make it a business trip we ended up um taking a photo job there so you get tax deduction which is really
2: cool
0: <laughs> the IRS going to audit Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no it was a real job like it really like we don't try to do that you know under the table or whatever I don't actually understand what that phrase means but anyway they, so so we were there and like so we ended up taking um photographs of scenery and animals for um, some of the science things here in town that they wanted to use it for video and such, and um, we were there, and I was—I don't know if any of you have you has anybody been there to Yellowstone? Yeah. I've no seen no pictures. One? Okay, well, basically, what Yellowstone is th- this will help explain it. Six hundred forty thousand years ago, um, uh, <laughs> the part of half like the that like third of America blew up like (laughs) in this big volcanic eruption and Yellowstone is it's I can't remember how many millions of acres, like eighty eight millions of acres or whatever, is the crater of that volcano. Okay. So now that y'all all know this, so like all over the park, all that you're driving, like the the volcano could erupt at any moment and like people in Mexico would die. So, I so we apologize were there.
2: to our listeners in the, in the on the west coast of North America who just wet themselves listening to Jen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it's it's not something that I'm just making up. So, Wait, so, anyway. I, so I
9: just want to bring this up. So, the Mexicans will be in trouble, <laughs> considering that Yellowstone is a much northern part of the United States. The Canadians, they're fine. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, obviously, Canada won't exist anymore. Like, I was just telling you, like, how far the explosion... Would you just let me explain? Okay. I'm, just hearing so, anyway. I'm just hearing
2: This is what I just heard for the last few minutes. 640 million years ago, part of America blew up. And it could happen again at any time. Can I tell my funny story about a grizzly bear?
0: Well, I'm getting there. I am it all is relevant.
9: Okay. Perfect weekly. Not only entertaining, but educational as well.
0: So I, I learned all these interesting and frightening things and like the, um, they have, you know, little museums here and there and, and the places where you can pee that's actually a toilet that flushes <laughs> instead of like a hole down the mountain, which is awful. I can't even tell you the experience. So we go in to use the, the running water toilet and like there are these videos and they show like, you know, the geysers <laughs> going off and like the lava moving under the park and like all the scientists like <laughs> How they're curing cancer with like the amoebas that are found in the bacteria that grows in boiling water stuff, like all of it's really interesting. Why are you laughing? No particular reason. Anyway, it's really. Neat. Wait, no, no, no. Wait.
9: Wait, didn't you say you had to go to the bathroom, and then you're saying there's yeah. videos, in the bathroom? <laughs> well, okay, Video night. You might want to clarify that, because it made it sound like there was, like, running videos of historical information in the bathroom stalls.
2: Jen's no. trying to pee while she's watching lava
9: move under
0: <laughs> No. No, oh. no. No, there are... Oh, my And are- the park, because it's a national forest. It's, like, the oldest and first national park in america or whatever um it doesn't have running water anywhere all the toilets are are unisex and you go in and they're literally holes down the mountain and like we wore like those breathing masks in there and it still didn't help so anyway so the museum like there's like four or five little stops that you make and in the museum there's running water and that's why you go in and you go there but there, there's like auditoriums with movies that you can go in and sit and watch, not while on the toilet. Just to <laughs> clarify, no. So we go in, and anyway, I buy this book, and I and and uh, you know I'm one of those people that when I read something and it's frightening, I become OCD about it and uh, and really scared. And well, anyway, I, I bought this book and it was called Deaths in Yellowstone, <laughs> and. What? And what it de- what it is? It's a novel length book, and it tells about every single person who has ever died in the Montana, Wyoming, Yellowstone area since like 1902. And I read it cover to cover. Why would and you basically- read it? I have a question. Better. So far, you're on vacation. <laughs> Western
2: North America is about to blow up in a massive explosion and while I'm waiting, I'm gonna quickly pee and read up on everyone who's ever died here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah,
9: seems like a good plan. <laughs> All
0: right. That's what we. That's what I did. Oh, well, Dad, anyway, the most
9: morbid vacations ever.
0: I know. Well, anyway, I was reading this book and like staying in the car the whole time because I was terrified to like get out of the car because seriously, like it it talks about like this kid was walking in the pavement and suddenly lava moved under it and the pavement like ceased to exist and the kid and his dog died. Like it talks about the dog burning to death so I'm like oh my god so I stay in the car like evidently if the lava comes and like takes the pavement under the car I'll still be okay but I'm like this is my you know psychosis or whatever anyway so I'm reading and then I get to the animal section like how people have died from their stupidity of like going up and like petting the grizzly bears and um, you know like really these are really stupid people like I have a lot to learn from these people and I go well anyway so we're on the side of this mountain and it's like a cliff mountain like it's not just like a mountain that you you go oh there's the mountain it's like a mountain like you're on the side and you like look over your car seat and it's like miles and miles into the canyon well, we stopped to get a picture of this gorgeous like sunset. And finally they've convinced me to get out of the damn car. <laughs> so I get out of the car and I've got like my I have a 400 lens with a 2x, which means that the lens is basically Jen, as I, have big a question. As I, I I apologize for
2: interrupting. It. Did you put the parking brake on in the car?
0: Yes, the All car right. was good. <laughs> I wasn't driving. They didn't let me. But I was in the back seat. So I get out of the car to take this picture of this gorgeous scenery. And my mom and dad have gone back to the car to get, like, a water or something. I don't know. And I hear this, and I'm like, I'm not hungry. So it's not me. So I look down, and I swear to God. What? No, I swear to God, there was a... Freaking 300 pound grizzly bear and her two baby cubs, like across the freaking street. Hold on, you like thought it was, it was so your muddy. stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was like this, like, how, I don't
2: how, know. How loudly does your stomach n- usually rumble that you just have to check
0: for? It? <laughs> anyway, it wasn't me. So I, I was just like, oh my god. So I have this lens literally, I can't carry it. it's so big. And I'm not going to leave it there because it was like $8,000. So I'm just stuck there <laughs> with this grizzly bear, like, and it, like, kind of looks at me. And I hear my dad, like, he's behind me, like, 12 feet behind me. And he goes, Jennifer, walk slowly back to the car. And I'm like, I'm not leaving the lens. And <laughs> So the grizzly bears start, and like I, I say across the street, I'm saying this thing is like five feet away from me, but it's like over the edge. It's So you have to look down to see it. If Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes Anyway, I'm here at the edge of the mountain, like taking a picture, and the thing is five feet away on the cliff, though. Well, evidently in my book, okay, it says that if you see a bear... That you are supposed to get down in, like, a fetal position with your head between your hands and pretend, <laughs> because then the bear will think you're a cub and leave you alone. Well, that bear came up closer, three feet away. And instead of walking to the car and leaving my lens, I curl up <laughs> in a fetal position <laughs> under the lens.
2: I have a question. Like, did your parents read the book?
0: No, they did after.
2: So they're probably wondering, what the hell are you doing?
0: My dad was screaming at me. Well, that
2: probably Um, upset the bear. All right.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that hush screaming. Jennifer! But, um, so anyway, the bear just kept eating for like, I don't know, four hours. And finally, they started going back down the hill. And I
2: like, yeah, sure some wasn't really listening to an episode research. of Potterfick
9: Weekly. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> I know, that could have been the whole <laughs> Deathly Hallows special. Like.
9: Yeah, they could have been listening to to uh, the Deathly Hallows episode of uh, Potterfick Weekly if it took four hours. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
9: four hours instead of now.
0: Well, anyway, that was my bear story, and I almost, like, it came up and it kept sniffing around me. Okay, but well, I didn't leave my lens.
2: <laughs> I have a question. You 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 curled up in the fetal position next to a grizzly bear to save an eight thousand dollar lens at Yosemite, which is essentially you know. Yellowstone. Y- I
0: wasn't at Yosemite. At, yeah.
2: At Yellowstone, which is apparently the death trap of the United States.
0: It is. It is the death trap. It is going to be the cause of United States not existing anymore. I have a question. Where's your sister? <laughs> She's there.
2: <laughs> Why is she there?
0: We left her there. She's doing horseback tours all summer. But, you know, it's good because if she dies, at least she'll die, like, quickly. We'll all die from the fumes, like, hours later. So you just choose which way would you want to go, really. I I talked to her in detail about this.
2: I don't even know where to begin. I'd like to apologize to Western North America. Specifically those in, like, the Northwest area.
0: Oh, well, they know it. Why do you think that so few people live there? It's like a ticking time bomb. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Y'all are laughing. It is true. Those videos, they have videos of, like, elk, like, ramming into cars with their massive (laughs) antler things.
2: That's, like, the dumbest (laughs) advertising campaign. Like, it's, like, surrounding tourists with books saying a thousand and one ways you can die to them. I don't know
0: yeah okay. seriously it was oh. frightening
2: i need like a like i don't even want to talk about harry potter anymore i need like a moment
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry Did I, I didn't mean to depress you
2: well how was the rest of your vacation
0: oh it was so fun <laughs> i got great views from the car
2: so is that the down point of your vacation that was like the that was the lower ebb of your no
0: that was the coolest part
2: when you almost got eaten by a grizzly bear.
0: Do you realize how rare that is to be able to get close enough to get good photographs of a you bear? You took a cup? picture of the bear? Yeah, when it went back down the hill a little bit. Yeah, and my lens is really powerful. Like, I got some, like, of its nose hairs. It was awesome. Oh,
2: my God. Wow.
0: No, seriously, I'm going to show you, and y'all are going to go, holy freaking crap. It's that cool.
2: <laughs> anyone, anyone have a story that can top that from this week? <laughs> No God! that's
4: little- so <laughs> much. Are you
2: kidding? Uh, and I, I, I would like to just stop and say a moment of silence right now for 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 Robert from Spellcast, who lives in California, who will be one of the first to go when yellowstone you will, because- explodes.
0: <laughs> are you on the bottom part or the top part?
2: Dead smack in the middle.
0: Oh, well, you're
2: screwed, man. Sorry, I'm dude. Screwed. Why does it matter if the Mexicans are going to be taken out? <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, I don't think it'll go, because the last time it blew, 640,000 years ago, it it went all the way to, like, half of Texas was taken out, apparently. But at least I'm in the safe part.
2: But your sister, unfortunately, would be incinerated instantly.
0: Um, well, I don't know. I don't think lava incinerates people.
2: It just burns them alive.
0: I think you just melt. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Why don't we jump right into tonight's episode, which is, um...
0: (laughs) Oh, nuns. What? <laughs> they were real nuns. <laughs> I've never seen a nun before, and they were there in like a tour bus. It was, like a tour bus of nuns. Are you kidding? And they were you wearing pants. Seen a nun? No, I've never seen a nun, and they were wearing like pant nun suits. I'd never seen that. <laughs> that was the coolest part of my trip.
2: Other than the grizzly bear.
0: Other than the grizzly bear, yeah.
2: I have a question. I just have to ask this, then I promise to let go. How often do you get out of the house?
0: Oh, I actually, I go everywhere all the time. I just don't see nuns there. They were Chinese nuns, too. Maybe that's why they were... <laughs> wearing nuns pants. don't really wear that whole habit thing anymore. Yeah, you know? I, was, I was wanting the hat thing, but their heads were covered still. I mean, but they weren't... It wasn't, like, in the front of their face, just the... And they all wore, like, massive-sized crosses on their stomach. It was, it was really interesting. This is
2: the bustle of Chinese nuns.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, it was. <laughs>
2: Okay. Did they drive by around the time that the grizzly bear was about to eat you and you were curled up in the fetal (laughs) position to protect your lens?
0: No, but you know what's so funny? When I was out there, like, you can't stop your car without having, like, 20 other people stop your car. So, like, by the time the grizzly bear had gone back down the hill, I turned around, and it was, like, masses of people, like, with their cameras. And everybody was being really quiet, I guess, to help save my life. But it was really funny. (laughs)
2: Jen, yeah, that gemma so yeah, quiet. I she picture, didn't...
0: I took a picture of all the people that were behind me watching me almost die.
2: As you were almost dying.
0: Well, as I almost did die, but I didn't.
2: You were ta- Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're in the <laughs> fetal position. There's a bear like on top of you, and you're taking pictures of the people trying to rescue
0: you. No, no, no. After the bear went down the hill, I <laughs> took right. a picture oh, okay. of people. Okay, yeah. Okay.
2: Now, did they have? A, <laughs> did they have a tent set up with walkie talkies? who like the like the rescuers you know who were
0: yeah there that was the weird thing there was no ranger out
2: maybe he fell through the sidewalk into the lava
0: maybe he got eaten first i don't know
2: all right we have to get off of this okay <laughs> <laughs> for 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 more interesting stories visit com. look for jen y- y- you can't miss her moving into the uh discussion portion of tonight's podcast uh, the topic tonight, as we close out you know our Deathly Hallows discussion and get back into uh, fan fiction is how has the release of Deathly Hallows and the end of Canon affected fan fiction uh, so far you know there, there's many different explanations for why people write fan fiction and you know is it something that just passes time until the next book comes out is it something that uh, people want to try and guess what's going to happen next and see how right they are. Is it something where people want to try something that they know won't be in the canon? So there's a lot of different reasons why people write it. How is that going to change now that the canon's out? And just as a guy who, you know, has his own podcast, which is, you know, very into fan fiction, how do you think um, that... Oh, let me even back up. And since we're all very involved in the fandom, I'm curious how reading Deathly Hallows was... Im- I'm curious how our involvement in the fandom has affected, you know, our reading of Deathly Hallows versus some guy who's never read fan fiction and just, you know, read each of the books once and then grabbed the last one. I'm just I'm just kind of curious about that. Rob, do you want to start us off?
9: Yeah, uh sure. Um I don't think there's a whole lot of difference to it. I mean, I guess you can kind of get on to the whole entire situation whether um how the epilogue of doom kind of plays into everything. But um I think it's all i don't think it's really stopped the amount of fan fiction that's been coming out of the fandom at least from what i've kind of been getting at from what i've seen um a lot of fan fiction um like there's a lot of missing scene fan fiction that gets written i think a a lot around books because it's like oh i loved this part but i'm really curious as to what would have happened here or what would have happened there like um I have a friend who's writing a piece on what happened when Ginny uh, Neville and, um, Luna go and try to get Gryffindor's snor- sword from Sna- Snape. Can't talk. Sorry. Um, so I definitely think you will we'll be seeing a lot of, um, missing scene fic, um, mm-hmm. in the months to come. And I think we'll kind of, um, be seeing a lot of stuff that really kind of fits in between, uh, The end of Deathly Hallows and 19 years later in uh, the epilogue. Kind of like um, we'll be seeing a lot of uh, stuff about James and uh, Lily Potter... uh, James, Albus, and Lily Potter, um, the young ones, Mm -hmm. not Harry's parents, obviously. Um, And then just stuff like that.
2: Melinda, Richard, I know you guys are looking for plot bunnies to start writing about some of this. How is... Melinda, why don't you start then? Maybe Richard. How has how Deathly Hallows impacted fan fiction for you guys?
3: I haven't really read a lot of the post DH stuff yet. I, I, I'm not quite ready, I think, to, to look into it yet. But I don't. Before the book came out, I was worried of what was going to happen to fan fiction. But now that it's been here, I think that there's still plenty of room. I think she was wide open with that 19 year span there. To fill in a lot of the blanks, and um, I know I've heard a lot of um, people say about the epilogue being cliche, but I think that that might only be true for those of us who do read the fan fiction. I think for the people that 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 don't read it, it might only be that way because we've seen you know a lot of that stuff before through fan fiction. But um, for for people that don't follow it as obsessively as as those of us on the them do. I don't think the cliche will will be there. Oh God, I couldn't get those words out at all.
2: <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, and that's actually something I want to get into um, in tonight's episode. Is that you know uh, that's actually interesting. You said that one thing I've heard is you know I feel like I've read this five times because you know some of the fan fictions have struck similar chords. But for you know Joe Blow in the street who hasn't read fan fiction, that was th- the first time they really got that look at the future. So just you know. Oh, sorry. Some, sorry. Um, you know, just so that's just interesting how it affects us differently than them. Richard, how about you?
7: Personally, I feel it's a, a curse and a blessing. Um, for me, when I write, I, I really hate if I can to go against canon as it is and um, to close the door on a lot of things. You know, particularly ship wise and a lot of you know, a lot of other things that really can't be done unless you're willing to go into the AU realm. But. Um, like uh rob said there's a lot of missing moments that can be put in especially with 19 years and you know a lot of things that aren't talked about like teddy mm-hmm. and all that stuff so i mean it's depending on how you look at it i mean it's it's both really depending on you know your writing style for writers and i think there's still going to be a ton of stuff for people to read so there's not going to be anything lacking
2: like what ships do you think she closed the door on that you would have liked to have written
7: Um, well. (laughs) Full immunity, um, full immunity. Okay, well, Melinda knows well where I stand, but, um, (laughs) I've, I've, I think I'm the last Harmonian around. Rob? Uh,
9: no, actually, I'm, well, I'm, I used to be a Harmonian, uh, hardcore, but I've kind of gone to be more like a Switzerland in the middle, but, uh, no, I you know I, I agree with you. I definitely think that uh, Harry or Hermione is kind of uh, doors closed. But then again, I mean, there, there's really so much you can do with AU. It just depends on how canon compliant you really want to be. So. It's kind of
7: it's kind of funny. I was talking. I can't remember who it was on the forum, but I think it might have been Vane. But um, I was telling how adamant I actually was for Harm- harmony. I was going to had it in my mind that I was going to write a uh, post 19 year fic that there was some kind of breakup, but. You know i couldn't i couldn't convince myself to actually go that far and to be that crazy with it but i mean i'm sure some people would read it but I, too many people would hate me afterwards
4: well you
2: don't have to have the breakup i mean rob could uh, oh so sorry rob you know ron could just you know slip getting off platform nine and three quarters and fall in front of the train what what about jenny <laughs> oh my god uh that's a very good point um Ginny could go to save they both him. fall off the, and hit the drain. He could grab her for support, forgetting she weighs 100 pounds, and pull <laughs> her over with.
0: Well, supposedly Ginny was, like, what, a Quidditch player for years, and so she could, she could you know, fall off the broom and... And, and there's no squick factor there with the <laughs> fact that all these
3: nieces and nephews have been calling Uncle Harry and Auntie Hermione all these years, and all of a sudden to Hermione and, and <laughs> Daddy uh, or oh, you, <laughs> Daddy.
9: I
7: just I don't know. I just I don't know. It's too That's pretty like of a
9: picture.
0: Really for some reason. Hmm. Yeah.
9: But hasn't Ron dying been like a very common theme in a lot of Harry Hermione fic? Well, even he long dies. before Deathly Hallows. Oh. Yeah, came it's out. Yeah, either he dies or he's a traitor. Uh, you gotta get
0: rid of him. Yeah.
9: It's either it's either you make him an ass or you get rid of him and. Personally, I don't think either do justice to Ron's character, and unless I really you think
0: get rid of him and, and bring him back, and then it's okay. I'll
9: see. Yeah.
2: If only there's a fic out there that done
7: that did that. I know. Like, you think?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dot dot dot.
7: Not to get into a, a Ron debate, but personally, I'd kind of I don't know, I kind of hate his character, and so I mean that wouldn't be too far of a stretch for me, <gasps> yes. right? Who well, just I mean, said
0: yes? I said boo hiss. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that's so strong. <laughs> well,
2: Richard I, mean, I, Richard, I just have to ask you, reading Deathly Hallows, when Ron abandons Harry and Hermione, and Harry and Hermione essentially, like, you know, go off and see the world for a few weeks, you know, by themselves, like, what were you thinking?
7: That added to my hatred of, I mean, I already didn't like that he was the only one that's really abandoned Harry, like, during an important I couldn't time. I can not
0: believe that! Ugh!
7: Yeah, and, and so in I was this upset when now. the grizzly bear attacked her. Jesus!
3: What Ryan is asking is, did you think that that was a possible hint for Harry Hermione? I know I've heard people say that oh, they, oh. they were excited at that point, but I can't understand oh, no. how because she was crying over Ron and he was staring at Ginny's dot. So it's there was a
4: lot. of... <laughs> i kind of <laughs>
0: I honestly felt there was a lot of Harry Hermione potential in this book until the end.
9: You I look mean, delicious, it's- Harry.
0: If you notice, they hold hands through the entire book, practically. And when they're the only two left, you know, and when people are thrown together in certain circumstances, things happen.
2: Jen, have you ever read the Trashy Romance novel?
0: No, what's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? What are you referring to?
2: Absolutely nothing at all. Um, yeah, guys, just jump in, in this conversation. Uh, Tina, what, what about you?
0: Uh, as a reader...
5: Of fan fiction, I guess right now I'm not ready for it yet. I need, I still need some time to decompress. Yeah. Um, but I've I've read a couple one shots, you know, missing moment type things, or you know, and, and that's enough for now. But I'm sure in a couple weeks I'll be looking. You know, I'll, I'll probably read you know the one shots that are out there and things like that, and then maybe a few months down the line, I'll be ready to jump into something that's more substantial.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is, I guess my question, I'll throw this out here. Cause maybe this is my personal preference. Maybe I'm kind of an oddball in the, in the fandom. I'm someone who really likes to get involved uh, in a particular storyline in the particular universe of an author. So when I first got into the fandom, I primarily looked for, you know, sixth year and seventh year, sequeled fix. so there's a lot of stuff to read. Like, I looked at Melinda's stuff, I looked at Switch & Flick stuff, you know, I looked, you know, after the end, very long, involved stories. You know, we're doing A Year Like None Other, starting, you know, later this week, next week. You know, very, you know, like, I'm not really a one-shot guy, although I do read them. I really want to get invested in it. And I guess my question is, you know, based on when... I got into the fandom it's a lot of you know fifty year 60 year stuff when the author has time to complete you know the original seven year story of Hogwarts and has time to really get in there like like many of you have done and and you tell how you think the story should end and now that we have seven years of Canon, do you see the future of fan fiction being primarily based out of like Rob said like the missing moments or you know in that nineteen year gap or you know post nineteen years do you see it? in any way kind of backing up and saying, well, what if this happened? What if this happened? Which you probably would have seen maybe if Harry died or if, you know, it was more tragic than it was. Like, do you basically see that as the future of the fandom? Or do you see it, you know, being very free-ranging and people, you know, feeling free to go back and tell their own Deathly Hallows again? Go ahead, Jen.
0: Well, it's hard for me because I like both canon-esque fakes and AU fakes. You know, and I really, I think a lot of stories that will come out will come out, um, like, maybe pretend that the epilogue didn't happen. Mm
5: -hmm. Like,
0: I know that when I was reading it, you know, and I'm not trying to be negative, I kind of saw the epilogue as kind of fanfiction-esque, like, you know, because to me the story ended in the last chapter before that. And i I just felt like that was one way it could end but i think a lot of fix would will come out and be a different ending or pick up the next day or and go after that but i'm particularly ex i don't i don't i don't know i I think there's going to be a lot of AU fix too though because I think there are going to be a lot of people who were really connected to the Harry Hermione or the Remus Tonks or the Fred getting somebody or you know all these other ships that obviously don't have a life and, and I think there are certain things like Hedwig dying like I'm not sure that they will write Hedwig dead do you know what I mean? like I can see a lot of stories where they write AU fix, not necessarily what might have happened, but just a different a different story um, allowing the characters that they didn't want to lose, let them live on somehow. Uh, I, uh, I
3: think that the, 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 it'll go in two ways. I think the AU is definitely going to have a big takeoff, that they're going to change things, go with different ships that way. And then the canon-esque is going to completely fill in that 19 years. I think there's still a lot of room for story in there but there's a lot of people that will go you know without either or but then there's other people that strictly like the au and then people like me who i just have no patience for it i, I want the canon right but there's a lot in that 19 years still to like harry becomes an auror but he's got that elder wand so he's got to be really careful about letting himself get defeated by anything he can't let Lose the power from that wand, right? So I think there's a whole lot of story to be written right there.
2: Well, didn't he give the Elder Wand? Actually, that's a really
3: good question. I it- put it away. It's buried yeah. with buried Dumbledore, it right? Dumbledore, but but he's still the master. Someone- he's the master of it, right? So if he loses Unless his own wand, defeated. so if he's an aura. He's still got to be really careful with all these other whoever he's going to be going after because he
0: can't be well, defeated. I can see- he loses control of that I- wand. I can actually see a lot more Draco being written as well you know maybe a lot of people and that would be canon-esque to yep, write about maybe his his side of the story from day one and you know kind of his life and, and how he has reformed or has he I mean is he just a sneaky little bastard who pretends to be on the side of the winning I mean seriously there's a lot to be said with his storyline I feel and I and even though Snape is dead oh sorry shh <laughs> Even though Snape is dead, I feel that he has a lot of story to still tell. I
5: see. I would like to see, and I'm sure this will be done, is a lot of um, retelling of Deathly Hallows from other points of view, say Ginny or Neville or Snape. I think... uh, Richard, maybe this is something for you, but, you know, Mm -hmm. retelling of the year from Snape's point of view and what his motivations were and really, you know, get into that. And and I would be interested in reading some of those. And I I think there'll be a lot of those.
3: Yeah, I think what I've seen a lot of so far in the the one shots is, you know, the immediate after. And that's definitely something that I'd like to see explored in a longer fit because I've said before, my favorite part of any scene is the aftermath, even more than the battle. I like to read the aftermath, but you could write a whole summer story just on the aftermath. You know, there's so many people affected that that we didn't touch on at all, so I think there's a lot to explore there.
0: you have uh, any ideas? Hinton? That was it, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm for you. <laughs> what, are you going no, to do it?
3: The aftermath. I, I'm thinking, of, I don't know. I don't know what. That I, would be wonderful. That would be back to the character-driven, you know, with, with George, with Percy, with Harry, with Teddy. There's because there was so there. much
0: unfinished business. Like, we never get to see how um, George reacts. I mean, we sure. see yeah. him yeah. Do we, we, so we see
2: George after Fred I can't recall. Only no. momentarily.
0: Briefly. Yeah, just yeah, in passing.
2: Okay. Was he was he by Fred's body? I remember Molly crying. Yeah, over
0: he Fred's had. Body. He was like over his head, leaning over his his head. Okay. Wasn't he?
2: <laughs> oh my God! Someone other than Jen crying during a podcast. I don't know what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: well, Teddy seems to be kind of like the like the nexus of of where. Yeah, everybody's
3: right. focusing a lot on Teddy, but I think there's a lot. Like my, my interest lies more with Harry's reaction to Teddy. I think he would be yeah. very focused on trying yes. to make Teddy's life different than what I his. don't really
0: care about the next generation stories. I don't
3: either. At At all. No, I no. Think there's
0: a lot of people that do. It just doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't work not that doesn't me. do it for well, me. Well, I care yeah. how
2: the next generation impacts the current generation. How does the fact that there's this baby around here without parents impact, you know, Harry and Ginny and, you know, even um, you know Tonks' mother. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how George copes without having his brother because I I said this before. I know a lot of people when they read the twins, they see the different characteristics and they see Fred being, you know, the very, you know, outgoing twin and George is a little bit more reserved, a little bit more intellectual. And I really don't see that. I see them as almost being, you know, interchangeable to an extent. So, I think that'd be really interesting to see how George deals with not being, you know, one of two. How he deals with being his own person, because I think a lot of times people just lump him into that group of their, You know, there's at least another one around, and and they're two very different people. So I'd be interested in seeing that. Does anyone think that we will see a great number of fix? Who I guess here's my thing. I think a lot of people. And I'm reading over the notes on our forum now. People posted about this, and and I, I know Melinda. We talked about it before too. People said if they weren't happy with Deathly Hallows, they'd find a way to fix it. And they, you know, if Harry dies, we'll find a way to bring him back. If Janie dies, we'll find a way to bring her back. Everyone seems pretty, you know, satisfied with Deathly Hallows. You, you know, we lost people, but we didn't lose anybody that you know people couldn't live without. Does, does that seem yeah. fair? Or
3: yeah, it, it does. Yeah. seem fair. I mean, I, I would have preferred. If Fred hadn't died, but the fact that he did is, it's a war. I can i can accept that in a way that I couldn't have accepted Harry dying.
2: How did your, in we talked about this before, how did your son deal with, did he finally read Fred dying?
3: Oh, he, well, he didn't read it yet. He hasn't reached that part, but I ended up telling him because I was just stressing about it too much, and he, he wasn't oh. thrilled. <laughs> no, because he was, he kept he keeps going on no spoilers don't give me spoilers and I I keep trying to tell him Connor there are characters you like that are gonna die you know you gotta remember they're only characters but there's there's things you're not gonna like and he kept assuming I was talking about Hagrid and he kept going on I know Hagrid I know and he was so braced for Hagrid and I was like Connor I'm not gonna tell you what happens to Hagrid but Hagrid's not who I'm talking about And, and I could just see like the color drain out of his face he goes it's not Fred or George is it and I was like Ah.
2: How old is he?
3: He's ten. Oh. So I was like, I was like, well, if it was, would you want me to tell you? And he says, only if it's Fred or George. And I was like, yeah, it was. And I can just see him cringing. And I was like, so,
7: <sighs> my my
3: good buddy here, Richard, who is who was writing a Fred fic now, has uh, agreed to have George's. Son. I hope it's okay that I say this. For-
7: yeah, that's fine. Go
3: ahead. Okay. He has agreed. It was Ryan's idea, actually, which I loved, and Ryan, and it made Connor feel so much better that George's son, Fred, is going to have the middle name Connor. So I was very happy with that, and Connor was very pleased with that, actually. He, that perked him right back up again when I told him that. So.
2: It feels so good that I'm helping the kids. That feels good.
3: <laughs> well, that was, the, I mean, it was hard to read it, but it was, it was worse knowing. It's like, oh, God, how's he going to take this? So that was tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems like you know we we've been talking about this for a while, this concept, and it seems like it worked out a lot better than than I anticipated. I was really afraid that we were going to have a a very very traumatizing loss that would affect you know most of the fandom, you know, mainly one of the big three or you know or Neville or Ginny or Luna, someone in that in that you know far inner circle. But you really didn't see that, so I think a lot of people were satisfied with where Deathly Hallows left off, and then well, I
3: think. Snape was a pretty big death to a lot of people. It's just I think a lot yes. of people expected it to come, though.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people, do, do you all get the sense that a lot, like, Melinda, I know you wrote about him being a bad guy before, but I think a lot of people were prepared for him turning out to be good. And I think there was a smaller percentage who were prepared you know, for him to have been in love with Lily the whole time. But that that and and that really brings me into you know until I really want to talk about here. We've all been in the fandom for years. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not sure who's been here the longest, but we've all been doing this for a long time. How do you think that impacted reading Deathly Hallows? How how does the fact that we read you know hundreds of fanfictions and write them and are so invested in these characters? Do you think that took away at all from Deathly Hallows? Do you think it real? Like I, I'm curious what everyone thinks about that.
0: Well, I have to say. That I didn't expect this to happen, but when I read it, um, having read Melinda's fake right before, I, I noticed that I could not get as immersed into the story as as canon as what it was because it all felt so familiar. <laughs> Does that? And, and I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not trying to be like weird or anything, but it was hard for me to. Um, I kept being pulled out of the story because I kept having to go. Well, huh? I I knew that somehow or yeah does that make sense and so it didn't yeah, well, feel like this completely new um unexpected thing like the others had because I felt in some ways that I'd already read it a bit parts of it does that make yeah, sense
5: it does it, in in the most complimentary way I remember thinking when I was first in my first read thinking this almost reads like a fanfic. And I don't know why I had that in the back of my head, but that's what I was thinking as I was reading it. And again, I mean, totally complimentary. You know, it just, I I guess because of all the fanfics I had read of, you know, seventh year Horcrux hunts and whatnot, and they were always, you know, so action packed and they're on the run and they're doing this and they're going here and do it that I didn't, Expect that from the canon, and then when we got that, I was like, "Oh, Uh
2: Like you almost thought she had like the duty to top everybody, you know, and have the one idea that nobody thought of, and have that be.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. In some ways, it felt like she'd stolen from from numerous fanfics (sighs) that I've read. No, it it was just. I'm sure that she didn't. You know, it just seems. It seemed like something I'd read before Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I had a, a different yeah, reaction to it. I it thought... seemed
2: like something I wrote before Once Upon a
0: Time. <laughs> <laughs> She's there giggling.
3: <laughs> I, was no, right. I, I had a reaction that it was much more polished than anything that I'd, I'd read in fan fiction. And, and when I saw things that that other people, like I know Ash has um, the Year of the One where she starts out with Paula Juiced Harry. I think she has three of them. But I remember, like, go ash as I was reading it. So I was kind of excited for for yeah. similarities that I saw.
0: Did anybody
3: think it. like, this? I oh, got that, but but the fan fiction, the the book in general, I I just thought it had a much more polished feel to it. Yeah,
0: I kept imagining, and I don't maybe it was just because the movie had come out two weeks before, but I kept like trying to imagine seeing this book on film, and I kept thinking wow, like half the movie, we're not actually going to see our characters because they're polyjuiced all the time. Yeah. Evidently, I'm... nobody... <laughs>
2: no, I'm trying to think of... This. I mean, here's the th- and I've been hinting at this. I, I I'm I'm not a big fan of the movies because... You know, for the for the for the reason, you know, every time I I read this, if I try and think about the movies as I'm reading it, all I can think is, well, they're going to cut this scene. They're not possibly going to put this scene in there. They're going to cut this character because this character isn't desperately needed. You know, for the hour and a half movie, they're probably going to put out. But
0: you're, but you're very negative Uh, about the movies. Well, just the movies. movies.
2: I'm very positive otherwise. I'm class half full. I dance down the streets. I kiss children on the forehead and help grandma across, you know, pack her groceries in her car. I'm a very nice person. I just don't like the movies. But I mean, that's my reaction when I read this. I think to myself, okay, they're going to have to this and that and this and that, and God knows.
0: What did anyone else think? I mean, am I so off? No. Did anybody else imagine the Harry Hermione holding hands? Like, did anybody else notice how, how physical this book was? Like, somebody's always touching someone else, and it just really stood out in my mind. Or maybe I just look for that kind of like
2: well, well, th- well, I think you definitely look for that, but I think it's it, it, it's, it's a really re- fair, fair criticism. I mean, I think they're going to have to, in the movie, you know, they're going to be wearing, you know, like capes and, and, you know, hoods all the time because they're paying these guys millions of dollars they're going to use them in every scene they can. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But... Well, like, especially that scene between Ron and Harry, where where Harry has to tell Ron, you know, I haven't liked, you know, she's like a sister. Like, I can't wait to see that scene.
5: Jen, I know what you're saying. I did have, as I was reading it, I had in the back of my head, like, how the heck are they going to do this in the movie? Or, I did, I have to admit... And there are things I am looking forward to seeing, but with the expectation most of them will probably be cut. <laughs> yeah. I, I
0: can't, I can't, I can't say that I feel as negatively because although there's a lot cut in this last movie, I felt that they tried hardest, and all the scenes that I cared about were actually there. What yeah, was I that? I really liked
3: this last movie. I did. I didn't. Um, I didn't really even think of the movie as I was reading the book, but I don't. I don't think I get quite as upset about the movies as as Ryan. Or some no. of the other, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I, sitting I here
2: like going, bad <laughs> movies, bad, bad.
3: Oh, I, I no. don't look at them as really the canon. It's almost as if I'm reading a fan fiction, yeah. again, based on the movie, which is like you know, some of the fun stuff it's fun to see, but it's not the same thing. It's just somebody's depiction of it.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, I know I kept thinking, wow, Michael Gamden actually had it right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I
3: never want to hear you
2: me.
7: say that again
0: <laughs> it's true
7: I, I agree okay, I'll be
0: quiet what did Richard please I'm sorry for interrupting
7: it's no, it's no problem well i don't I don't want to harp on Gambin, but i, I oh I, Richard, I, go for it please. well, I've already said it pretty harshly that I mean if something happened to him like in a plane crash, I mean hate I mean that <laughs> its stuff happens
2: okay, no, we can't go that far we
7: can't go that but, far I can't go that far. <laughs> God, well, hope, hopefully nothing happens. I just hope he loses the desire Perfect to Perfect weekly and... just <laughs> to assassinate
2: Michael Gambon. Okay, I see that in my list. No, 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 no,
3: no. Cut He's that the up. wrong actor for the role, but he's just an yeah, actor. That's I'm sure he's a very story. nice
2: man, and he, he donates well, to the Boy Scouts.
0: To me, he's Deathly Hallows Dumbledore, so I don't know if I have an issue with him anymore. I really mm-hmm. feel that way. Like, maybe he knew all along what his... I know he never read anything, but maybe Joe told him, (laughs) you know, you're really sad.
2: I don't think you're, that happened, Jen.
0: You really karate kick people. I mean well, th-
2: I mean here's the thing. I think for the we're we're used to Richard Harris, Grandpa Dumbledore, you know, he sits you on his knee and he gives you, you know, lemon drops, and he's a nice guy. And then in the in the last movie, you're left to wonder was he an ass the whole time? With Michael Gambon, you know, he was an ass the whole time. You don't need to be talked into it. So
0: Can can I tell you all my one disappointment with the book? You that have, we don't find just out. Just one? <laughs> Yes, that it just popped into my head okay. that we don't find out if Harry gets his name on a chocolate frog card. Yes, he, he does. does. Yes, he does.
3: He does? She said that Did I the miss chat. it? She, she... says that in the chat, and Ron says it was the, the the best moment of his life or so. Whatever Dumbledore said about it, it is Ron has that same quote. Oh,
0: was that Ron? It happened in the book.
2: No, it was. Oh, uh, I, I
0: was after... like, I missed it. What?
2: No, was that after? Was that actually Ron getting his? or was that Harry?
0: In the chat,
3: Harry and Ron, they all, I'm assuming all three of them get their chocolate frog cards and Ron's quote about it was, was remember Dumbledore said something about that was his most his his favorite, not his favorite his, (laughs) I can't remember exactly what the quote was moment or whatever whatever.
4: oh
0: that's so good and
2: the Chedley Cannons never win ever
0: (laughs) I loved that about the first (laughs) book I really did
9: after the end, rest in peace you know, just one last uh, note on uh, Gambin. Has considering he, he doesn't read the books, has anyone told him he dies in the next one? He, I was wondering that,
2: and I, I said this in the last podcast. My, my reading the, the 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 sixth book, you know, I, I come to the scene where Gambin goes. You know, I'm sorry, I have to say Gambin. I can't say Dumbledore. When Gambin goes flying over the the Astronomy Tower, and I closed the book, and I kind of breathed a little bit, and I said, okay. Good news. At least he won't be in the last movie.
0: Uh, <laughs>
4: Dumbledore,
2: and, and unfortunately, Dumbledore is in every scene of the movie. So I'm sure Gambin will be yeah. back. I mean,
0: yeah. I just wonder. I really wonder if, if knowing what happens in Deathly Hallows now will influence the sixth movie and what's written in it. I mean, I mean even more so well, than the, the others were. plays already
3: written, so I don't know really how much. And it's can... by that um,
0: terrible guy that did Goblet.
9: Yes, it's oh. that... actually. Um, I'm so scared. One of the things um, that I had a discussion with briefly in our interviews uh, for the Order of the Phoenix premiere over at spell-gas.com, shameless plug, um, we kind of uh, got David Heyman to kind of allude to the fact that um, things uh, the script hasn't been finished. It has They haven't wrapped up the script mainly because they wanted to see Deathly Hallows come out first. And oh, make really? modifications to it be based off that. Yes,
5: yes, that's yes. actually so, a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's that is, good. A good thing.
9: So we, I was very excited to hear that. So yeah, uh, I'm guessing by now it's done. If they're waiting for Deathly Hallows to come out, but uh, at so the maybe time, they'll
0: put Ginny in the movie this time.
9: <laughs> perhaps That'd be great. That would
0: might be nice.
9: Well, Ginny
2: wasn't really in the last book, was she? Not really. In a lot.
0: Not enough. a lot, but probably more than her two one-liners on the screen.
2: Something happened to the fat lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, her role is, has
3: definitely been, even if she wasn't Diminished. right in the, the middle of it all. Yeah, But her role is, if they haven't finished the script, what happens in the sixth book is more important to to, to keep in there and keep it right.
2: Yeah, because now we know, know. we know some of the scenes were, were very important. Um they even paid off spew a little bit I mean like everything kind of had like okay let me ask you a question when when they were doing spew all during book 5 you know I, I got the sense it was laying the seeds for some very you know earth shattering you know moment in the last you know book where you know all hope is lost and suddenly the elves, the house elves with the big Hermione banner charge over the hill and save the day it was basically just set up Ron and Hermione <laughs> kissing
9: yeah yeah. That well, the- she she
3: has even admitted that she let Hermione get very carried away with spew. It just kind of happened, and then she 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 if, when she's asked if there's things that should have been edited out of Order of the Phoenix, spew is always what she goes back to. Yeah. It, well, I guess I, I
0: it didn't mind it didn't bother me because I felt because it was so much that that was just Hermione, and I felt that her her uh, the her, how how much she went with spew really was sort of like how much she went with um, Harry learning uh, occ- occlumency I mean she just kind of gets stuck on things and I think it's just part of her personality so it never bothered me when I was reading it I don't think was, it drove that, me nuts was I was going to say
2: was that mentioned in Deathly Hallows? I can't recall. Did occlumency get mentioned by yes. Hermione? Yes. Her,
3: occlum- you've got to block him out of your mind you got to block him out of your mind every two but seconds That's for the
0: only minutes. thing she
2: no said No shit Hermione thanks for coming by <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that was, oh, well, she's you always being sarcastic. I was like, you. what? Pushing her, her
3: what you should do, but but she doesn't really come up with all that many suggestions on how to do it.
2: Okay, I gotta just ask this because I, I just had this like 17 degrees of separation thing in my head. So I came back to actually what our topic was for tonight. Believe it or not, it's the first time <laughs> that's ever happened okay melinda now i've been reading your stuff for a while and there were so many scenes that you wrote in in either power of emotion or curse of the damned or uh seventh horcrux that really resonated in deathly house now what okay you, you get the book in your hand and you're reading it for the first time like what, how was you know just being involved in fan fiction and being an author how did that do you think impacted reading the book for you
3: I don't know if it actually... It it, it was... Getting the book was just different than... It was so exciting. It was... This is the real thing, you know? This is the real thing. But then, when a few things started, it's like... At first, it was like, Ooh, I did that. Oh, I did... You know? You get excited. But then, when some of the bigger things started really playing out, like when that work (laughs) started keep coming back and coming back, it's almost like, Oh, no. Did it really happen? Did it really happen? And you keep wanting to almost go ahead and peek, but I didn't. But it was it was just exciting it was very exciting
2: yeah i mean like there were so many things that jumped out at me like even like you know harry i'm sorry oh god i almost just became a harmonian there sorry uh ron and Hermione. there's nothing wrong with that well i know but i just don't happen to be one
0: okay but i have i, I have great i'm not respect. criticizing i'm I, not criticizing i have
2: great respect for harmonians some of my best friends are harmonians
0: actually do you realize that this is the first time i've ever heard that term harmonian i i didn't know that was a, the term
2: well, we have two harmonians in this podcast. We have like we're one third harmonian
3: right now.
0: Well, I am. I'm a harmonian. I, how do you spell that?
3: I'm definitely not a harmonian. <laughs> I've never. St- I've never. Melissa's yeah, of- well, like. I just need to
2: go out here on the limb. I am I'm not just a harmonian that right now. <laughs> yeah. it, well,
0: what's that Harry Jenny called? Her her tough uh. choc- choc- <laughs> choc- 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 No, that boring. Because <laughs> oh, I'm just okay, all of- oh, I'm Mister. What I'm just e I'm all of the above I just I've never heard that that term before Okay sorry
7: I just want to say one thing and I will not bring it up anymore Um, I think personally I feel that the one big happy Weasley family thing is incredibly boring. Uh, I mean I know he never had a family and he gets a big one, I mean of course. But I mean that was just that's too pretty of a package for me in my opinion.
0: That's exactly. So you hated the epilogue too.
7: The epilogue of Doom. I think that's somebody else said tonight. Yes, sure. the what Epilogue,
0: do?
3: epilogue of, of Doom. Who came up
7: with Epilogue of Doom? I
2: just
9: have it's to ask. It's
0: fabulous.
2: Me. Who came up with that?
0: Richard's my your best friend. Today,
9: <laughs> I, I don't know who came up with it. Okay. I just said it. Uh, well, well, it's
2: sticking. So, congratulations. Okay, Harmonian. <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? I was talking about Harmonians. I was talking about Harry and Hermione. And you no, know, I mean the one thing that was jumping out at me was. Um, no, I said that as a goof. That's why I said that. You know, like, you have a part in, in um, Power of Emotion that has, you know, Ron and Hermione essentially kissing for the first time based on Ron saying something very... I think it's... Doesn't he read Hogwarts a History or yeah. something? Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've had very similar moments to that. And, and you got dialogue right. You got... see. I mean, I guess this is the question I just want to kind of move the conversation towards. How has re- reading, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of fics... Affected you know when when you Actually get the real thing like because I've heard so many People say oh it seemed like fan fiction And I can't tell does that mean that we think She writes like us or do we write Like her or I don't think
0: I mean she's just another person she's Not like this god of I Mean there I would say there are definitely some Fan fiction writers who write just as Well as she does if not better I mean but we have to give Her the credit because she's the one that came up With the idea that we all get to play around in
3: well I think I, the fact that fanfic writers got stuff too is because she laid it all out pretty well for us to, right. to see where she was going. I and mean, it's, it's it's and then she allows us to do it. There's plenty of authors that don't let let anyone, you know, write in mm. their own little world. So she lets us. So yeah, some of us are going to stumble onto things here and there that that are the way it was going to go. But she, it was She
0: says so humbly. <laughs> <laughs>
7: If it were me, I'd probably have the biggest head in the world. I can't believe she's on the ground right now. And
0: it's it's just so especially funny, Melinda, because yours was the one that that was supposed to be the Deathly Hallows book. And do you know what I mean? Like now I see it and it's so it's so much more funny to me now that because there are so some it's ridiculous. It's cool. Don't you wonder, Melinda? <laughs> it's awesome. Magical. You should get money.
5: Uh, Melinda, don't you just wonder if, like, now that all the buzz is over and everything, if if she'll like say, you know, I wonder what this, you know, seventh horror crux was all about, and reads your fic, like, and <laughs> <laughs> do you Get have
2: like, like dreams
0: out. about it? I-
2: <laughs> Dear Melinda, very sorry. Off to spend my billions. Love <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
0: you. Use of wet naps so that you can try. <sighs> uh, oh. It's just too funny. Well,
2: yeah, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Melinda.
0: No, I was going to say, if she ever
3: did read it that, I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Especially if she that paid be- you money.
2: I don't think she's going to write Melinda a check as much as we want her no.
0: to. No, I know. No, I would desperately want it.
2: The money? <laughs> okay.
0: I will just keep wishing <laughs> for it for you. How's that? Oh, my God. I'd rather just have a letter from her.
2: The difference between Melinda or Jen.
0: All right, okay, Melinda's, Melinda's like, I just, I just want to shake up. her hand. Jen's
2: like, it needs
0: one more zero, please. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. I'll write her a letter on your behalf, and I will recommend um, <laughs> the story. And I will be like, you need to read this fake, and perhaps have a lawyer try as well.
4: <laughs> the, the U.S.
2: <laughs> the U.S. Secret Service shows up at Melinda's house. Ma'am, can you come with us, please? And she's like, Jen.
0: I'll be like, love, Jen. (laughs) So if that happens, you'll know it was me. (laughs) And then you can write me a check for half, okay?
2: (laughs) All right, so far we've threatened to assassinate Gambin and extort Joe Rowling, who we all love very much. And we've been doing this for like, what, an hour and five minutes?
0: (laughs) We're all going to jail. (sighs) So I really think there's going to be a huge lot of... um, Marauder fix. Like, I'm so excited about the Marauders coming to life again.
5: Why do you think uh, I that would love that, Jen. I love Marauder fix. When oh, have you Death read Shoebox? Not oh, yet. Because I, I shy I... away from the Slash thing.
0: It's not very Slashy. As far as Slash goes, if you read the first chapter, you'll understand what I mean by not very Slashy at all.
5: Is it more like at the end kind of-ish? It's more in really plot don't know, well, but.
0: It's, it's a little bit more than blatant. after the end. Yeah, it's a little bit more than after the end, but it is not like a smut by okay. any means.
5: <laughs> well, if we read it for the podcast, I will
0: read it. Okay. So. Yeah, All right. Well, we'll, be well I know the that podcast, if yeah. you even just try the fake, like the slash doesn't even come into like the 20th chapter or something. Like, so okay. There is no slash at the beginning because I read it when I wasn't a slash fan and I didn't know that it was slash. And then it got it, it and it was the first fake that it didn't bother me that it was slash by the time it was slash. Does that okay. make okay. Well anyway. It, it does,
5: it makes sense.
2: I just have to stop and tell a side story really fast. Jen sent me an email one day and Why I, I have this
0: always my bad <laughs> fake And I have it saved <laughs> somewhere. Face- and it said
2: Ryan I have found the perfect fix. Oh no!
0: <laughs> this, this is uh, horrible, no, uh, you know what?
2: no, hold on, guys. I need to actually redo this leather because this is just no. this is so beautiful. Uh, hang I on.
0: apologize.
2: Let me see if I can find this here. um Hang on.
0: Well, at least I'll Don't you just see wonder my- where he saves all this stuff. I know. Well, this I can is see, kind you know,
5: of Ryan with a tickler file over there, going, "Okay, Jen, Jen, Jen." Well,
0: this is this is a good I, this is a good sample of the type of reviews that I write when I'm so extremely enthused about a story that I haven't finished.
2: All right, first, <laughs> guys, give me one second because I have to find. I have the before, and now I just need to find. Oh, I don't know if I have the after. Okay, I rec- I was recommended a story today. I started reading it this morning. I feel as if I've been moved to tears by the sheer beauty and thickness and profoundness of it. It's amazing. It's very character-based. The plot is one that jumps around from scene to scene, but when I finish a scene, almost every single scene, I feel as though I've learned a moment and that there is an end. Perhaps there was more to it as I read. I'm filled with absolute anxiety, and yet I have such a calmness. All of the characters are in such pain, and yet they are strong. And at the same time, I never really it never really describes feelings, but they come across so strongly by actions. Truly, Ryan, I have never read anything like this before. And I can honestly say I would never recommend this story to someone who isn't intellectually mature enough to understand it. <laughs> it's told in Draco Malfoy's point of view. Sort of. And it starts with him making the decision, whilst still in school, to become a spy for the light. And no one is told... Do you have to use this tone of voice? And it honestly. is kept secret, and somehow Harry understands. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this is a story... To me, the story is not something I would ever consider to be derived completely from canon. drives is in parentheses. But it is much a story on its own is any i 've ever come across, I think the only story i've ever read you know, that had this type of impact was shoebox. you read a scene and then stop and think and for every moment to try and sort out your feelings because you can 't quite put a name to what you're feeling oh my god <laughs> blah 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 i'm skipping a few paragraphs and here 's the kicker i 'm only on chapter four <laughs> i've been reading all day and i 'm only on chapter four and i 'm already blown away by it and yet. You can't tell what's happening or where, what's going to happen. The characters are still feeling out who they are, and I'm curious what you would think of a fic like this. I realize you're bombarded with many things, but this story <laughs> has already told me that it's something special. I've been truly touched, and I can't tell you why. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, I have to, okay, now oh my I wish, now I'm jumping like eight or nine paragraphs down. You're
0: making me sound like the world's biggest I'm, I'm jumping
2: eight or nine, I'm right, I'm jumping down eight or nine eight or nine paragraphs. Alright, this fic also has Harry and Draco being homosexuals. But <laughs> we haven't really seen anything. They are gay together, apparently. <laughs> I don't see what their gay being gay has to really do with it. I in no way consider it to be a ship story. I'm not even sure I would call it a story like that. But simply put, it's amazing. I'm
4: anyway, wow. I'm sitting
2: here being blown away by it. I'm trying not to be burst into tears, and I-, I have to get back to reading. So she so she sends me this novel. Wow. And like an hour and a half goes by. And she sends me another
0: no, message. no no, tell him we post I posted that like for the forum. She posted like, it on the everyone forum. Everyone to see.
2: Everyone to see. And then an hour later, hour and a half later, I get a message. You need to delete that post. It's absolute <laughs> porn. They're having sex all over the place. They won't stop. I don't know why. It was such a beautiful story. You need to take it down. I'm humiliated. Children could read this.
0: I was so worried because honest to God, it I had no idea that it was going there. Like it wasn't labeled anywhere as such. I was I was like, take it down
2: So I it was just the I don't even know why I just started telling that story and sure I, I'm sure I had a reason. Wasn't it
0: a good review though? It was a beautiful I review I of
2: hardcore porn. I <laughs> <laughs>
4: didn't
0: know it was porn hey, as soon after. as you said it
3: was told from Draco Malfoy's Malfoy's point of view and It's porn. Has, yeah yeah, that, this is immediately I'm like, oh here's a porn story.
0: <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know, honestly. Well not every one every story in Draco's point of view is porn.
4: What? Nah, <laughs> pretty darn <hard> close.
6: <clothes. laughs> <Seriously, laughs> <not?
0: laughs> oh my gosh! I need mean my inhaler. I just laughed too much. I'll be right back. <laughs> I know. I have asthma from but, laughing. But be right her, back.
2: I love it. She can survive an encounter with a grizzly bear. She can let her car loose on Texas, or go through a flood, but I give her an asthma attack. <laughs> While we're waiting for her to come back, I'm just flipping through, actually, the story itself. And I'm trying to find the moment when Jen lost her mind.
9: I loved how she said they're having sex all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those Carl's Jr. commercials. It's like, what? All over the place? Uh, no. Then again, you guys don't probably call it Carl's Jr. You call, I forget what it's called back east.
2: Hold on, What what is it? I don't...
9: Carl's Jr. I think it's called Hardee's. Uh, we have some yes. of those here.
5: Oh, down yeah, south, we- yeah, not up here. <laughs>
9: Or...
2: Okay, Melinda, I have a question for you, and, and you too, Tina. Okay, Melinda, okay. you're you're down by the Cape, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm from the North Shore, and you're from Manchester, right, Tina? Yes. All right. What is a grinder? A sub. A sub. I did not know that until I went to Holyoke. I Like, <laughs> I have never heard the Get word grinder. It's not Boylston. Yeah, not Boylston. Yeah, <laughs> I can't stress enough the difference <laughs> between Boylston and Holyoke. But, like, I went there, and they said, do you want to go out for... Well, they asked, do you want to go out for grinders? And my first question was, what the hell is a grinder? And my second question was, I'm not leaving this building. <laughs>
5: I, I wonder if it... it I don't know if it's more of a northern New England thing, because when I was growing up... I mean, I'm not from Manchester. Merrimack is just a few towns over. But we always called them grinders when I was a kid. But then, how... like, Sorry. when we... When I grew up and, you know, started dining out at, you know, local sub shops, they were subs. So I don't, I don't know where that grinder came from, but that's what we always called called them when I was a kid.
3: We always call them subs. They're called subs. I don't know how I know that a a grinder is the same thing, but, but I did pick that up somewhere.
2: Um, okay. So this is basically just like, this is our last special edition podcast for a while about the the movies, about, you know, the, 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 book about the fandom anything like like a- anyone wants to say anything about it now jump in I mean this is the last one we're gonna have like this for a while and oh my god there's silence
0: I <laughs> want our discussion to be popular enough that we get invited to the premiere of the next movie
2: Would you like to start sucking up now? You've already insulted the screenwriter and uh, (laughs) Richard over there is threatening to kill the male lead, so would you like to do some damage control?
0: Do you think that will hurt our chances?
2: (laughs) Interviewing Michael Gambon, he has a restraining order against us. I can only think so.
5: Well, doesn't Jen also think they're going to cut the whole scene out of movie six? So, Or
0: was that you, Ryan?
2: Yeah, they're going to cut the ending. Dumbledore won't die in the ending. You're going to have to cut it for time.
0: <laughs> well, somehow they have to make the ending happy. So it's like that line in, uh, I guess it's the fourth movie or the third movie, where, where Ron is reading Harry's tea and he goes, well, you're going to be unhappy. Or you're going to be depressed. Or what was it? What? You're going to be...
7: You're going to have immense suffering, but you'll be happy about it? Yes, like, you're
0: going to suffer, but you're going to be happy about it.
3: Well, that'll be the, the you know, one more glorious sunny day with Ron and Hermione. That'll be the happy scene at the end of...
2: Well, I think movie. will happen is this. I
3: think, <laughs> out I think the,
2: the movie is not going to have any Quidditch or classroom scenes.
3: No, there is Quidditch.
2: But not in the movie. And what's going to happen is instead of, you know, Harry... No, no, you
3: know, no. There is in the movie. in the so, movie. Ron really is crazy. all excited. I mean, The actor, oh, really? Rupert Grint, is all excited because okay. he gets to do
8: Quidditch Oh, in the scenes. sixth movie?
3: Yeah.
0: Really? Oh, they really are going to do Quidditch for real?
3: <laughs> that's what... I, I read something on one of them from Rupert Grint. He was all excited that he's... Oh,
0: that's really great. Oh, scene. good. They get to... Because they're really not looking forward to the kissing well, when scene Well, when you think about it, a no lot kissing of it scene? takes place on, the, on um,
3: yeah.
0: the Quidditch pitch. I mean, a lot of the
3: Half-Blood Prince takes place during Quidditch. That's true.
2: No, that's true. I'm I'm just picturing the end of the movie being a very happy time when all of the characters will be singing to each other, much like you know, that Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode that Jen made me watch that time when they're all just singing and they can't <laughs> stop. And all of a sudden, just as the screen goes to black, you know, way out in the distance, you're gonna see Gambin go flying over the top of the castle. <laughs> 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 and that's I don't know.
3: And Ryan will no year. The funniest thing I will um too. it was the night we were waiting for midnight on july twenty first to go to the midnight party, you know
4: mm-hmm.
3: and they had something that was on one of the local cable news that um, they were showing a lineup of people waiting for the for the book to come out, and they did this little image of um of what's going to happen at the end of the book, but they took the scene from the end of um, the sopranos. Only they pasted the little faces of Harry, Ron, and Hermione from movie one over the, the three, Tony, and his wife, and his son sitting there in the the diner. And they were like, they're sitting there, and they start the music playing, and then they go, and Ron's sister Ginny is outside trying to park the car. Ginny's <laughs> <laughs> face in the car trying to park it. It's like Hillary
2: Clinton's it's campaign really ads. Cover
3: and then And then. And then and then Voldemort's men are, are doing this and then the door opens and then the whole thing just ended. And then this is the last page of the book. It was very, very clever. It was really cute.
2: <laughs> okay. That would have been the end of canon as we know it. And like the start of the fan fiction, everyone would have been like, um, what? <laughs> I
3: don't know. On some
2: of all, I think that she set us up so well. She's, I mean, I guess, let me just say this. This is my fear. I love reading. And I know this conversation's looping around. I'm having have a fun time editing this one. Um, my fear was, I love the fact that they're, you know, even right now, we're starting a year like none other next week. And that's, you know, a sixth year fic that, you know, over time will, I'm assuming, go into seventh year, right, Jen? Jen?
3: Jen's muted us again.
2: Oh, God, Jen. She didn't think they I'd do? call on her that fast. She's either talking right now, realizing why can't they hear me, or her asthma cut out, or her <laughs> asthma. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a instant message from Jen saying, I just got stung by something. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good Lord.
9: Wow. Well, on,
2: <laughs> Rob, I have a question. You've been doing podcasting you can't write for a while. this stuff. Rob, what do you think so far?
9: You know what? I have to say that I've never had anyone stung, run over, um, <laughs> Just, we right, don't right. have this we don't have this problem at
2: all ever. I should have known there was something special about Jen. In our fourth episode, Jen's husband was stung by a scorpion. <laughs> and she told him to lay on the couch that she was busy right now. She was podcasting. Oh my God. And Rina, who's a nurse, was giving medical advice <laughs> during the podcast. And in the next episode, Jen's like, okay, now if you hear sirens, I have to go. Why? Well, there's a tornado over my house. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I'm in the shelter. I'm like, do you need to go? Yeah. She's like, oh, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Podcast. I'm fine. And then from there, it got progressively worse, and none of us saw the warning signs.
7: That's dedication.
0: Oh, I'm back. That's
7: something. Jen, what did you get stung by? okay?
0: (laughs) I'm, I know I got stung by something, and then, like, I was fine, like, I left while ago and I put stuff on it, and just now, I got stung on my back.
6: You got stung can, again?
0: Yeah, like, something, and I'm looking, I was looking at my chair, like, I don't know what it is, it, like, doesn't even look like a, it doesn't look like a mosquito bite or anything, so I, but I haven't seen a bug, and I haven't felt, so, I didn't mean to leave, but I had to go and, like, it, is that, like, immediate burn feeling?
2: I wish Serena were here. Um, was the scorpion? No, I'm
0: fine. No, it's wasn't not a scorpion. Because I checked. Yeah, well, I mean, we live a text. We have to understand, like, scorpions are really common.
2: Tarantula? Sure.
0: No, I don't think. Stop. I don't think. We don't, I've not seen a tarantula around except that one time. But, um.
2: What time is that?
0: <laughs> the one that James You're sprayed the spray on it. Yeah, the one that was, like, on the wall. And then it, like, jumped. It jumped. To the top of the computer desk. Wait. So he sprayed it with like. The tarantula
2: jumped from the floor up onto the yes, computer desk. Yes, I'm
0: telling you, it. Ju- that's why I was like screaming from the bed.
2: You had a hopping tarantula.
0: Yes, they jump. Oh crap! Oh <laughs> no, guys! I'll be right. I'm so sorry. I don't. Did know you if just get
4: bit again. Right
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Rob, you were asking why we have three-hour slots allotted for this? <laughs> Never a dull moment. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Rob's like, I'm used to this by now.
5: My mm. life is very boring. That's all I have to say. Compared to Jen's? Yeah.
3: Most things are boring. I Com- have three small children, and I think my life is duller than Jen's. And then Jen's
2: always like, but I'm very boring. Nothing ever happens, I swear. This is the only time. This. All right, shut up. <laughs>
5: tarantulas, scorpions, tornadoes, floods, runaway cars,
2: runaway grizzly cars. bears. Can we make a list? Grizzly bears, Vicodin, emergency surgery in mid-flight. <laughs> what? She, well, she her appendix almost her burst on an airplane. On the so when she got to the ground, she had to have an emergency appendectomy, and she podcasted on Vicodin for a couple of weeks. Um... Well, there was, of course, the email she sent Danielle. That was tragic. Jen should know never email people when she's on Vicodin. But al- alas, Jen doesn't know that. All right, so we got like a little bit of time left. What's everyone else want to talk about? Because it seems like we're going through this. Does anyone want to weigh in more on this? Does anyone have anything else they want to do? Or should we wrap? I mean...
7: I have one thing, actually. Okay. I think we might have hit on it already, though. Go for it. Uh, the first time I went through DH, I had a serious, you know, I was just like, this is totally fan fiction to me. And, now, you know, I've read almost constantly since I, you know, I know she likes here. Oh, I don't know how, well, anyway, let me get to the point. Uh, I've been reading it for a while. We're about to
2: Melinda again, right?
7: Yeah, I was going to. Because that was the first one I read. I started it, I think it was on like chapter 2019 or something for... The seventh horcrux and i haven't read it since the end but when i was going through the first time i was like you know i've read this before this is fan fiction completely but i went through the second time and it was i don't know easier for me to accept as you know being at the end and being an actual canon for me so i don't know if anybody else had that problem
2: I think I felt very badly for Melinda reading this, and I'm just going to keep bringing this around to Melinda, because when I, when I when I read fan fiction, you know, I'm always like, oh, that couldn't possibly happen, and this couldn't possibly happen, and this would never happen in canon, blah, 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 blah. And then it did. Well, no, then I'm reading the canon, and I'm like, well, that could never happen in canon. Well, that could-. As I'm reading the freaking book, like, I'm like, well, that would never happen. Like, I don't know. I wonder if maybe yeah. I just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, I was thinking the same thing, though.
2: Okay, we have to also explain something else, too. Jen, was there? do we have I'm any so news? I'm so sorry.
0: I really am sorry, guys. It really was a scorpion. I'm sorry. It was like, I didn't feel it, but it was on me. I got stung three times.
2: By a scorpion in a little a podcast. I don't
0: know three times.
2: Was it three individual scorpions, or was it one scorpion three times? I
0: don't know. No. Can a scorpion sting more than one? Like, I have three distinct... Well, now sting, on me, they can
9: sting multiple times. How big really? is a scorpion? Just
0: it, it was only about as as long as my um first finger, just a little one. That's <laughs> a little one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everyone yeah. from North oh, e- uh, the northeast just signs off and hides.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't like them, but I had to like do the tears thing in pain, <laughs> so I was like, I'll get off the podcast for a minute. I, I, I have
2: right. a, I have an instant message from Jen right here, um. I'm, oh, I'm 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 so sc- I'm so sorry, I was bit by a scorpion. I oh, her, are done. you I okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yes, it's painful. I didn't want to yelp on the podcast, and then she starts laughing.
0: Well, I just finished mixing cigarettes and ammonia, so I should be okay.
2: What? <laughs> are you gonna kill yourself? What is that? What? Why are you doing that? For those of us who don't know.
0: Really? Are you joking, or are you being... Why massive? would I? Why would... We don't have scorpions. Yeah, how the hell
2: would I know how I'll to treat a scorpion them. bite? I well, live in Massachusetts.
0: Obvious. Well, <laughs> well, I don't smoke, but like, I, I guess. I, really? Are you not having me on? Really?
2: Jen, really? Jen? I pro- this isn't like the snow I have plow. No idea what this you're isn't like about. the snow plow. I swear to God, Jen, this is. Real.
0: Oh, all right, all right. Well, <laughs> here, I guess in the in Texas, I don't know, it's really common to keep a bottle of ammonia and a pack of cigarettes for when you ow, when you get stung by something so You just get stung um, like scorpions, and you put it in a bowl together. You mix it into like a paste. Um, and I don't know what's in the cigarette tobacco, but something that takes in it it helps the ammonia stick on, and it takes. The sting out, so you mix up like tobacco. Like we keep, we like buy a cigarette, and then you open the 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 round cigarettes, and you you put the tobacco in like a baggie, and you keep you know you keep it around, and it and it takes the sting out like in two seconds, and it helps pull the stingers out.
2: I just feel very badly for Jen because apparently we make fun of her so much that she's now afraid to like say things. She's like, "Are
0: you gonna yell at me? Are you gonna make fun of me?" Well, I didn't know if you were being like. I, it's just one of those common household things that you do that wow. I thought you were being serious. Well, we have snow. I'll plows. take a blizzard any
3: day. Yeah. yeah.
0: This, is, this is news yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I have no plan to fix.
2: Well, it's like listening to Jen sometimes. She's like, the scorpions are attacking. The tornado could come at any moment.
0: <laughs> but no. we don't see snow. I haven't seen snow in like 10 years. And even then it was like a sprinkle of snow, whatever you call those. A flurry? <laughs> I thought a flurry with a storm. Is it not?
2: No, no. A flurry fl- is a sprinkle of snow.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I think it just depends, like, where you live. But here, I mean, it's not like scorpion. you know, it's not like the deathly African, like, ones that are bigger than your hand. Like, these are just little <laughs> dirt scorpions that are just annoying and painful. Well, then there so. was one
2: day, too, that you were but describing, okay. like, the highway system near your house and how it's, like, the most dangerous one in America or...
0: Thir- like third or seventh i can't remember and then the next
2: so then so we have scorpions tarantulas um <laughs> you, know, you know cars driving themselves down the street all this and then you invited me like over your house to like vacation and i'm like i'd have to bring a, I can't do that i'd have to bring like a stick and a
0: bat with me to live there but <laughs> well, it also depends what season like the hotter it is in the summer here well, the bugs come in, but, like, in the winter, there are no bugs or scorpions or anything. That's It's just the month. And, like, if you come, like, February through, like, April or May-ish, that's tornado season. <laughs> but every time other than that, it's there's nothing in the sky.
2: So February to May, tornado season, June to... May
0: to August is scorpions. And then I think it's just dry and there's no bugs. <laughs> and then you're Seriously.
2: dehydrated until January.
0: Exactly, yes.
2: Wow! Really? Huh. I'm learning so much about my mother country tonight just from Jen.
0: Like,
2: yes. <laughs> I'm gonna cut like all the Harry Potter discussion out, and this isn't gonna be like our best podcast yet.
0: I don't know if I should laugh or quit talking.
2: Jen, keep talking as much as <laughs> I possible.
0: No, I don't want to be the comedy relief. I just, am <laughs> honest, and I don't understand. Honestly, this I'm not trying mine. to be funny. Really? <laughs> what?
2: You're really not trying to be funny,
0: right? No, oh, like Jen. I'm being honest.
2: Oh, Jen, that's so sad.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
2: I feel bad for Rob. Now Rob's like, this is the weirdest
9: experience I've had in my life.
0: Close oh, to sorry, it. Rob. Is it my fault that it's weird?
9: Oh no, no, no. it's actually Ryan's fault.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: Richard, I'm sorry. You were in the middle of a very important question, and Jen was stung by a scorpion. I don't yes, remember I'm now. So
0: I did not <laughs> mean. I didn't want my like. Sorry, I just felt I had to tell him why I was not here, and I was like, "Oh."
2: Jen, I feel <laughs> as though if you get bit by a scorpion, you can weigh in. That's 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 okay.
0: Oh well, if it's not this, it'd be something else. <laughs> that's my life motto.
2: <laughs> I feel. Like- I can't believe I've only known you for six months. It seems so much longer than that. <laughs> Half of my gray hair seem like they've been here for longer than six months. Right.
0: I have gray hair. I found like four of them in my forehead the other day. I pulled gray- them all out, but They're oh gray- my gosh, and they keep growing back. They're
2: growing out of your forehead?
0: Um, the top part of my forehead. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were growing out of the middle of your forehead. Okay, we need to get back on no!
0: that.
2: <laughs> I'm like, Jen, you need to have that looked at.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: All right. um, We're bouncing all around tonight. Um,
0: I think this is just going to end up being like the shortest podcast, and I'm fine with that.
2: No, it's going to be 50% you and 50% (laughs) everybody.
0: Jen made a comment
3: earlier about that JKR is is just a person. She said that. I was thinking about that, and I think a lot of what was in there might have just been her, you know, especially at the end wanting to, you know, this was her story all along, and there's been so many wild theories all throughout the fandom. I think she might have just wanted, at the end, to know this is the way it was. I think that some of that might have come out there. You have
2: to wonder, too, if everyone has J.K.R. built up in their minds as this, you know, masterful storyteller to such an extent that she would never do things, you know, in the way that, you know, yourself or Jen or I, you know, or Richard or, or Tina or Robert could, you know, you have to like how I just realized everyone who was on the podcast just there. Um, <laughs> I can do the intros anytime I want. Um, you just have to love the fact that, you know, we never consider that she might write like we write. So when you see a story that ends with, you know, Harry and Ginny getting married and having three kids, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the twist? Or, you know, right. It seems
5: so ordinary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if a lot of people read you know the epilogue and were like, "Okay, so they get married and they have kids, and their kids go to school, and and their kids go through puberty, and they're nervous about." Okay, this seems like my life. So, you know, and, and Harry Potter is much more interesting than me. He's not as interesting as Jim, but He's much more interesting than me. And well,
0: I think the part that bugged me was the Ron learning to drive because. The whole the whole thing What?
2: Happened. That was the part that threw you that Ron learned how to drive a car.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, because to me the whole what Harry Potter did was give us an escape from what we all know and it was kind of like this magical world that nobody knew about. And like I didn't necessarily like how the end how she tried to like mix them. Because to me, Harry Potter was a fantasy and escape from, and I felt, I felt like Ron learning to drive kind of defeated the purpose of this world outside of the world that we all know. And so oh, that kind no, I, of, I didn't like but that. But Hermione's a muggle, and, and
3: Ron, like anything she ever said was about muggles, Ron knew absolutely nothing about them. I kind of liked that, that he's, you know, she's Wait. completely come into her world, so now he's going into hers a bit. I liked that. But
5: even though Ron learned such a muggle thing as driving, doesn't he say something like, oh, well, yeah, well, I really didn't do that. I did a charm. You know, so, (laughs) you know, I, I, I liked that because obviously he's, it's, to me, I took it as, well, he's doing it for Hermione. He's learning to drive a muggle car. But, you know, he's really, you know, like he... Did through seven years of school or six years of school, you know, he's just going to do enough to get by, and then he's going to, you know, do the rest with magic. I have a-,
3: a-, a throwback also to his dad who charmed the car he got to fly. You know, tinker with the cars is kind of fun.
2: I've got the end of the seventh movie. Harry hugs Albus Severus, whatever the hell his name is. Goodbye, and gets on the train and. <laughs> and they all walk outside and they climb into Ron's car and you know you have Hedwig's theme in the background oh and God. and Ron drives directly into a telephone pole
4: <laughs>
0: the end.
2: and that's it
0: i would be like screw you, joe <laughs> yeah i would have lost it if that had been the, i would have like dropped off the planet at that point
2: why are you yelling at joe for that <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, if that had been
3: if that had been the end. Oh, they're talking about the movie. The they're movie, talking Jen. about the movie too. Oh.
2: You're like well, Jake and Andy the forum exactly. going I mean, off at of Joe for, you know, Cho yeah, Chang. Let, let's no
0: f- more going off on Joe. Let's 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 not do that. This is it's going to end as a sing along to the wicked witch is dead. Like seriously, and they're going to go down the red the yellow brick road and and somehow make it really happy.
2: Well, the end of the book actually is. It's all of the portraits clapping for Harry in well, here's the thing.
0: I can't see
2: them ending the story with the epilogue, with the movie with the epilogue. I really think that they're going to end it. I hope they it. don't. I don't see how they can, really, because I think they're going to want to end it with the actors that we've known. I don't think they're going to want to end it with, you know, 37-year-old parents. <laughs> har-
0: his 30, 45-year-old dad. Yeah. He's supposed to be 20.
2: I think they're really going to end it in Dumbledore's office with all of the portraits clapping and it's actually gonna remind me a lot probably of the ending of book two when everyone's inexplicably clapping for Hagrid I mean (laughs) uh, he's back yay for 20 minutes no one knows why but it's like
0: I think that would be a really good ending like that would be awesome. And they could show, like, Dumbledore's portrait they clapping. They something and, like, even with the,
3: with the newspapers like they did at the end of this last one. You know, Harry Potter marries Ginny Weasley. You know, they, they, they could still end it. Yeah, yeah. like that
0: montage yeah. they did in, yeah. in the,
3: this new movie.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I can't imagine them even trying to age the kids. I think that would be bad you know, with their little young, younglets,
4: oh, can
2: Okay. I just tell you something terrible. I went to New York last weekend and I'm on a very crowded subway car trying to get into Brooklyn. And this girl, she must've been like 18 years old, gets on the subway car and she's right next to me. And literally she has the bushiest hair I've ever seen in my life. And it was very human, like, like, like enormous hair. It's like, like I can't breathe Her hairs in my face. Like where everyone's crowded together. And I came so close to telling her, you are what Hermione should look like in the movies but I was afraid she would assault me so I didn't say Oh,
0: it. I like Emma.
2: I, I, she doesn't look... I think I, she's I, uh, gorgeous. No, she is but this, Hermione's not. Okay, she's we're not, not Hermione. We're, we're not going down that road again and, yeah. I, and I didn't get beat up on the subway car so for that I am grateful. <laughs> oh, by the way, them. Melinda, I forgot to tell you this two weeks ago and I just thought of it. I made a joke reading The Seventh Horcrux that wouldn't it be funny if they took Dumbledore's portrait and put it in the backpack and took it with, but that would <laughs> <Yes>. never happen
3: <laughs> yes Ryan there were a couple I things wanna... guys said that would never happen that you guess what they yeah, did yeah, happen yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Ron and Hermione could fit in the backpack and escape for a while
3: I Ron... love that little bag of Hermione's I, I thought that was the coolest little invention I have a question Jen, Jen
2: are you insinuating that Ron and Hermione you know had some quiet time in Hermione's purse
0: <laughs> I'm just saying it would be possible and somewhat kinky. All
2: right, I am saying. I'm going to bring our podcast full circle. Fan fiction will be fine as long as Jen is available to provide <laughs> plot bunnies.
3: <laughs> yeah, but but I think it's only going to be the
0: restricted sections. <laughs> <that> she... <laughs> all right. I, swear, I, don't. I don't just read my. This is this podcast has given me like the worst. <laughs> kind of opinion like people are gonna go oh there's jen and like give me the waggly eyebrows like they know
2: something jen they already knew they already knew <laughs> oh. but I, I just have to say something like even like like and i'm you know for those of you who haven't joined the perfect weekly forum you know join the perfect weekly forum because we, we all have common rooms and in the hufflepuff common room we're kind of doing a we're, we're kind of writing, you know, post Deathly Hallows through a series of letters back and forth between all of the characters. And oh God! P- and it's possible we, we've <laughs> insinuated that something happened when Ron, when Ron and Hermione went down to the Chamber of Secrets as well. You know, it shouldn't have taken them that long to get, you know, the battle. Like on their yeah, way, I in the middle that, of was that you? like in the middle of the battle <laughs> yeah, they're going to stop. That was you. you.
3: That was me, right?
2: <laughs> like. I- I don't know. Is it? Here is a good question because you know I I, I think that the, the conversation was a lot more, um, you know, there was a lot of um, agreement in the conversation where I thought there'd be disagreement. But who thinks we're all going to turn into Jen in five years? <laughs> oh God! I hope Are
0: y'all you raising your hands or- <laughs> in, in what <laughs>
2: <way>? <laughs> That we're all. Oh, by the way, guys, I just have to. Um, I just have to chime in here. Um, <laughs> Melinda won the wise and gamut early voting based on the fact that she accidentally voted for herself.
3: <laughs> no, 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 I didn't really win it. and It wasn't by one vote. Please don't say that, Ryan. It was supposed to be Bettina. Tina.
2: Well, here's the funny thing. We have uh, Jules with two votes, Loliath with two votes, Melinda with three votes, and Tina with one vote. So, basically you're telling me everyone voted evenly 25%. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it wasn't me.
2: Now, I'm like looking at this, like, like that just astounds me. Like, where what... are
0: these votes?
5: Well, we are Hufflepuffs.
2: <laughs> We're gonna have to flip a coin. Okay, I'm just very amused by the fact that the Hufflepuffs are equally deadlocked because they love each <laughs> other so much they can't make a command decision. Did you see the the Gryffindors? Where are
3: though? these votes?
2: No, it's every common room
7: has one. Mac is supposed to come up with one for you. No, why? What happened with the Gryffindors? Uh-huh like we all unanimously yeah. unanimously selected the same two people. Oh really? So, I really? mean there's there's not even not even a need for a vote.
5: Wow. That's yeah, awesome.
7: Yeah, we we're all singing
2: kumbaya over here in the hufflepuff <laughs> common room. And I think we I think it's the go the Wait, Melinda. Was there vote for something? Okay, we you would have been helpful an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, we we were having a vote to do, like, I we were doing, like, the Wise and Gamut, and every house gets mm-hmm. two people and they vote for what fix we cover next and stuff. And we had the vote, and Melinda accidentally voted for herself and she accidentally won. Oh, close. Oh. No, it's not, we're going to have to reopen it again because I actually said you have to get 50% of the vote. So I'm not sure how we're going to do that one, but
9: I'm going to vote for myself.
2: Really go for it because <laughs> everyone else is voting for. Okay. Sorry to get us off track there. Um, Yeah, like, like here's a question. Like, I I, I get the sense that a lot of from what we're saying here, a lot of the discussion and a lot of the future effects are going to turn towards, uh, you know, basically filling in the Joe left us so much room to play with, like the missing 19 years, you know, especially the hereafter post epilogue. There's a lot of room for. uh, so it sounds like people can be a lot of room
3: that? with Harry becoming an aura too, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this. Would you, do you expect, like, yes or no, everyone? Like, we'll, we'll go down the list. Would you expect to see a lot less, you know, fifth-year fix, sixth-year fix, seventh-year fix? Do you see that where people are just basically going to build off the canon and not go into AU territory as much?
0: Can I try real yeah. quick? Yeah. I just, I just think that if people... I think... I honestly think that there is going to be a 50-50, just like Melinda said... Well, I don't know if you meant exactly 50-50, but there are going to be two categories. (laughs) And I think they're going to be the people who fill in the blanks from here, from book five on to the end. And I think they're going to be people who go on AU. And I think the ones who do AU are going to be, they're going to probably start before five or after five, because I think it takes one through three or one through four to establish the characters. And I think the really good AU fix are the ones that establish kind of who's going on and then go off and they may like just not do the horcrux storyline and change it there or but I think there's going to be a big um, a really big burst of, of fan fiction in that category where they're just going to change like it's going to be a whole different story but starting at the fifth I can't I can't see anybody doing very many first through third year fix I think there's going to be a lot of before the first year but not necessarily one through three or one through four years. Yeah I guess
2: that's my question do people write stories within Hogwarts based on the fact that we didn't know how it was in the end and they wanted to close it or do people write stories in those years because they thought it was a fertile ground to do their own thing. I guess that's just what I'm trying to get a sense of. Sorry Melinda go ahead.
3: I was going to say I I think that there's going to be a lot of um, Snape fix of what happened with Snape and Lily. I think a lot of people
0: will explore that. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> that makes Jen so happy.:
2: No kidding. no no, do we think people are going to go in Jen's direction and try and get the strangest romances out? it?
0: That's them? not true. I, I like kid- all four I like the Canon ones
3: too. I know. yeah, see, I think that when when she started writing this, I think she had it in her mind that it was going to be Ron Hermione Harry Ginny and and she wrote her way through and i I think, and I know this is how I feel if it if I had been lucky enough to start start it you know from the beginning mm-hmm. that it would frustrate her the, the, all the other ships out there and all the the pairings that that's where the upload came from was her saying no, this is how it how it's going to be, and she made it that far in the future to say this is how it's going to be.
2: I was actually curious, well, you know what I'm even just thinking this now, especially for people like you know robin and and Richard. You you have, you know, year seven end, and then you jump ahead to year, like, what is it, like year 26, and you know that Harry ends up with Ginny and, and Ron ends up with Hermione. There's even room in there to have, you know, for some reason, Harry go with Hermione for a couple of years and have that end and have it all work out in the end. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is she really surprised me. I mean, I was expecting, you know, like, like she, when she came out and said that people are going to hate this book. I was expecting, like, rioting in the streets, you know, the fandom up in arms trying to, you know, put things back together again. She left a lot for everybody. Like, no matter where you come from, there's something in this book that you can really like or there's... there there's She left so many threads open that you can really... Whether you're a Harry Hermione ship or whether you're a canon or whether you're into Marauders, it just seemed like she left so much for everybody behind that, I don't know, maybe it'll be a lot maybe we won't even know this, you know, the passing, in, you know, in the fan fiction fandom, and maybe it will just be.
7: I don't know. The way I say, I mean, there's two ways to look at it from being, you know, an author's perspective and a reader's perspective. Like me, I love to read AU stuff. Like I still read, you know, post uh, Order of the Phoenix, post Haplet Prince and all that. But on me personally, when I'm writing, I don't I don't like to write against canon. I know it's kind of backwards, but I mean, I don't know how many other authors feel that way, but if, if they if there's any kind of similar opinion, then there's going to be obviously some kind of down downward turn as to how many of those we get still. So, um, I don't know. I'm hoping that there's still a good portion of AUs coming up, but, you know, let's see what happens. All
2: right, here's the last question I have for... because it seems like we're tapering out on this. Here's my last question for everybody. Where does the, the, the fandom go? Harry Potter the canon is over. We're going to get an encyclopedia someday, you know, against what Jen thought. I don't think we're going to get a, a series of children's novels. I mean, this is, this is it. So this is where we are. And we've had, you know, for those of us who have been here for a few years, we've had, you know, Pottercast, we've had Muggle cast, we've had the movies, we've had the books, we've had the release parties, we've had the speculation. Now that's over. Like, wh- wh- like whether it be like where you see yourselves or whether you see you know the people in on this podcast. Like, wh- where do you see everything in like five years, ten? Years? Like, do you see it gradually tapering off? Do you see it as something that will be strong with a very vocal group of people? Like, what do you anticipate happening, uh, Melinda? Do you want to take it?
3: I think I don't think the I think the fandom is as big as it's going to get at the moment. I do think that there's going to be some tapering off. But I I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. I mean, if you look at Star Wars even, there's still people writing from the original first three stuff from that. I I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think there's still going to be be people playing in the fandom. Will you be there? Especially with the movies coming out, too, to keep the interest up. Yeah, I'm not planning on going anywhere.
2: Well, I know you were writing your own thing. I got a little nervous. It just did I ask.
3: Well, I, I'm, I'm planning on reading. I'm not saying I'm writing anymore, but I'm reading... <laughs>
2: you're writing a, you're writing a post <laughs> you Deathly better your
0: idea was great
2: and, and I'd Je- read it and Jen threatens <laughs> and extorts people so you better do what she says
0: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Jen's like I'm the bouncer when did that happen Jen what about you you think you're on your way out do you think the fan? like what do you think oh happen?
0: yeah bye <laughs> later <laughs> <laughs> N- no wink wink so
2: nudge obsessed. nudge you think you're done yet just kidding <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we love you, Jen. Don't go. Anyway,
0: better. Good God, Genu- I take bit- a lot off y'all. Um, <laughs> no. Um. What do I think? I I actually extremely agree with Mel- what Melinda just said. I I think that um, I think I I can't see there being a boom. It, 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 it's. I am so mixed, honestly, because I do feel that people are 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 going to miss it in a few more months and that there is going to be even more people doing fan fiction than there is now. But I think that a lot of them are quitting as well. I think so it might just make up for the lost, the new people. And so, but I, I do think that, that Joe has inspired lots more to write. So I think a lot of the people who are in the fandom, we have a lot of people in the fandom who lurk and i have a feeling that the lurkers are going to come out of lurking and uh and so in that i can see it booming quite a bit and a lot more st- stories coming on and etc so
2: i think i see i'm know, here for the
0: ride <laughs> yeah
2: i think i see like you know 10 15 years from now like this slew of new published authors all saying they were inspired by joe Rowling.
3: oh absolutely
2: i think like yeah. Melinda, I see you being one of them. I, I, I really, <laughs> you know, I, I really, I don't know, I get that sense that this is like not even our fandom, but this is like the birth of, you know, something else coming down the road. Rob, what do you think? You have a podcast. You you still going to be doing this in five years? What do you think?
9: I don't know about five years. you like, oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'd be lying out my teeth if I said, yeah, we'll be here. Um, I know that I'll, I'll be personally within fandom in five years. I mean, that will be my, that's my, I mean, and five years isn't that long of an amount of time. Um, but like, I mean, for example, over at Spellcast, we're getting ready to start, start our second season. So it's like, we're not going anywhere for a while, but I do think like in regards to a podcast, like I was talking to a podcaster of a certain. Podcast, and I'm not going to say names because I don't know if they don't want this publicly known, but I do know that they're planning on calling it quits here pretty soon because of the fact they want it to, they don't want to overstay. Like, it's kind of like a sitcom. Like, you know, those sitcoms, that, like they end when they're, when they're on the top of their game, it's great. And granted, you're disappointed and it's over, but it, and there's those sitcoms that just go on and on and on, and they just, the jokes aren't funny anymore. And it's just like, wow, th- this show needs to die. So i I don't want to get to the point where it's like this sh- spellcast needs to die because it's no longer interesting or it's no longer um, worth any of our times. Because when it stops being fun for the people who do it, I think is when we'll stop. Um, in regards to fan fiction, um, I think fan fiction is going to really. This is where it's going to kick off. I think canon ends fan fiction really truly begins because like I was talking to a couple people um, at one of the conferences uh, earlier this year and like they t- like i have, I know people who refuse were refusing to read fan fiction um, until Canon closed and then they said when canon closes then they 'll start writing fan fiction because people don't want to like I guess um, muddy the canon experience i don 't know yeah but Ultimately, I think that canon is dead, but that doesn't mean the Harry Potter fandom needs to end. Um, well, I think we'll be... Well, like, for example, uh, there's a 2010 conference. I mean, so I think... I, think, I don't think the fandom is planning on going anywhere. Yeah, I so mean... So just, uh, just kind of commenting on the whole podcasting thing. Do you guys see yourself podcasting in five years? Uh, it depends if Jen keeps having interesting stories every week to get us
2: going. Jen, what do you think?
0: I would like to say yes. I, I, I realistically can see us podcasting at, at least until the, the last movie's out, and and from then I, I don't know. I can't say that I honestly know where I'll be and what my interest will be in a few years. But I, I've been devoted for for six or seven years, and and it, it doesn't, it's not dissipating yet. So
2: I don't know. I can see Jen and I as like crotch the old people still doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, you guys, yeah, for spell kinda,
3: and and PFW, you guys, you do you do fan fiction. That's what you podcast about. So there's there's endless amounts of stories for you guys to continue it with. Whereas, right, right, some of the bigger, you know, MuddleNet and and Potter, what, Potter, Potter. Oh my Castro. God! Now you're going the other way. <laughs> Sorry, but um, with a with the movies coming out that's something to talk about but there isn't as much canon like I don't know if you even noticed on on Leaky the other day like the updates right before DH came out were so fast and furious you couldn't even keep up with what was going on and now for days on end the kind of same story stays there it's kind of sad
2: yeah I mean and it depends really where I mean for all you know those guys might move to fan art and fan fiction. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen with the whole fandom. It, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we have, you know, the tagline for perfect weekly. It's the place where the story never ends. I mean,
9: I, I, I guess think
5: it, that's really true because as long as, although Canon is done, I mean, it's, we said it a hundred times tonight, there are so many directions for talented and, um, creative authors to go, that as long as there continue to be uh, fanfics of original quality and you know, that are a good read mm-hmm. I know I'll keep reading them I- I'm not done with this yet you know, personally, I'm not ready to be done with this this universe And I think when someone
2: writes a 19 part year long per part Story that bridges, you know, the end of chapter thirty-six with the epilogue. Then we can all go home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it doesn't. Every story doesn't have to be a full year anymore either. There can be like, like I love that she made Harry the war because I think that leaves so much open. There can be so many more adventure s- stories anyway, which is what I like. But so many more, just shorter. They don't have to take a whole year span. There can be the bad guys. You can have stuff blown up, but it can still be story you know about harry which is what i think most people don't want to let go of
2: who wants to see hermione as a trial lawyer
0: <laughs> as a tribal warrior
6: <laughs> i love you jen what
3: is that what you said obviously yes. not i no, it wasn't what he said, but yes, I definitely want to read a bit about Hermione as a trial
0: <laughs> I don't, what did you say? Oh. <laughs> trial lawyer. It's kind of, it's kind of been scratchy on my end, so. Oh, t- oh. <laughs> trial lawyer, oh. The trial lawyer
3: works so much better. <laughs> That would have
2: been the like. So- Could you imagine like Joe Rowling being interviewed the morning after? I mean, like a- Harry and Ron become her and Hermione becomes a tribal warrior in the <laughs> silence in the room. Like she almost had it. Now we just hate the story. Hi, <laughs> 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 oh, Jen. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. She's northern She's glad.
3: <laughs> She's yes. still laughing right. over. the...
6: <laughs> no comment. <laughs>
2: oh my god. Um, yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I am like speechless. <laughs> well, is anyone before we cl- you go from there? <laughs> I, I think Hermione is a tribal warrior. About, as far as you know. It is. I think here's my thing. Like. I, I think I was expecting I I think my expectations were low, you know, and I think I was expecting you know, canon to really not satisfy a lot of people and for there to be this huge backlash into the fandom where people finish the story themselves. I think she has left so much open. You can tell you know, Hermione is a trial lawyer or is you know, Jen (laughs) sees it, you know, as a you know, woman who lives in the woods and you know, hunts her own food. Um, y- y- you can do, you know, the detective story with Harry and Ron. I'm freaked to hell now that Harry's going to lose his wand and that'll be it. I mean, th- <laughs> you know, there's. there's Thanks, Melinda. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it, I mean, there, there's just so much that can happen here. I mean, I. I hate to say it, but I really don't think I gave Joe enough credit. I think she's done an amazing. I think she's left an amazing gift for fan fiction. There's so much material material that for people who really can't go beyond the canon, I think there's so much they can write. I think I don't know. I get the sense she left Ted for two reasons. Number one was you know just to you know give that you know other bookend to Harry like the other orphan without you know who was abandoned and that was. But it'll
3: be different this time. Yeah,
2: but yeah, it'll be different this time and alright?
0: Yes, I'm listening.
2: Okay, I thought you were giggling. Um, which? <laughs> no. Jen, you're giggling as you're saying you're not giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, is there a secret you'd like to share with the class? No, I, no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just definitely think it's it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see what Melinda comes up with next. I mean, other people. I can't wait to see what other <laughs> people come up with next. is off writing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no,
3: well, no, no, no. She's no, making no notes, all these plot bunnies. <laughs> oh gosh. The plot bunnies are there, yeah.
2: So I think uh I'm done for the night. Anyone else have anything they want to throw out there? Nope. You I'm good? spent. Nope. Jan, you're actually you're 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 done?
0: I'm done. I think this is the shortest episode ever. What? Well, I'm so excited. Really? You're like, this is the shortest episode
2: ever. Well, when we cut out, you know, the, the, the part about you. Actually, no, we have to leave the scorpion in. We'll leave the scorpion in.
0: Oh, no.
2: I I'm guess... actually
0: hurt here.
2: Are you all right?
0: Well, yeah, I'll be fine. Have you ever you had three scorpions? I, I might. My husband's coming home in a second, and I'm going to make him look at it.
4: Well, he's
2: a doctor. Because I can't.
0: Well, the thing is, is I can't reach the one on my back, so I'm just sort of like sitting here in agony. Waiting for him to come home. Isn't that sad? Isn't that the That's saddest thing you've ever sad, heard? Jen.
2: Is he I, gonna, I have a question. Is he going to be surprised when he comes in the door?
0: Well, no. No, he'll probably go, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'll be like... <laughs> no, yeah, no. It, thinking, there is. thinking, how can I work a scorpion bite into a fic? <laughs> sorry. Oh my gosh.
5: <laughs> Lovely. I just wonder what you know, goes on in Jen's house when she's not hoarding. <laughs> this is what happens when
0: she does record.
2: Jen, you always tell me you're a very boring person and we just always it's meet true. you at bad time. No, Jen, there's no way that's possible though.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, James and I, uh, you, w- I'll just, I will say that when James and I get going, if anything that we have that resembles what, what our love stands for, it's the fact that we are freaking hilarious together. <laughs> All we do is laugh and laugh and laugh, and it's usually at my expense, but sometimes not always.
2: It's usually at your expense, though, right?
0: Luckily, I'm one of those wonderful, awesome people who take things as they come, and I don't wear my feelings on my shoulder. Uh
3: (laughs) At your house, you're the butt of the jokes, too.
0: I think that's probably why I'm so personal about that, because it is so common, and it's always so unintentional, and it's so funny for me to talk about it, because it's so, it's such a running gag with my family. I'm just a walking absolute klutz. It's not, I'm not even joking. Literally. I I, I trip all the time.
2: Jen, you were almost eaten by a grizzly bear, like, Monday, though, right?
0: I, let's just, I am... Bridget Jones unintentionally like she is like my life on screen <laughs> it's uh. ridiculous
2: uh. Oh my god, everyone just like fixed their mic simultaneously who would that scare I'm like ah. <laughs> alright I'm ready to get this out of here um is there anything else we need to put in the podcast I can't even think oh god it's not gonna be the shortest episode cause we have 27 minutes of max blooper reel
0: I can't wait to hear I can't wait to hear this. Oh, man, that's got to be
7: good.
2: You have, like, literally, Danielle and I were crying. We were laughing so hard.
5: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear that.
2: It'll be good stuff. All right, so I'm ready to get us out of here. Um, Jen, you still with us? I just want to make sure you didn't drop dead from, well, not drop dead, but drop out.
7: Jen.
0: No, here, no, here. Okay, I'm like, oh.
7: Wait did Jinx say, Ryan? Jeez. I'm like, Jen, I hope you didn't drop yet. Oh, God, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry.
0: No, I was talking, and I just kept going, oh, I guess I'm not saying anything interesting because nobody would reply. Uh, <laughs> but my mute button was on.
4: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I just thought, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll just keep going then.
2: Alright, um, all right, and that's it for us for the evening. This concludes our special podcast series on all things canon. Next week, we're getting back into it. We're going to have a... Jen, how many parts of is the series going to be with A Year Like None Other? A 12-part series?
0: I think it's going to end up being 13
2: So we're going to be doing A year like none other for the next three months It's only 96 Six. Chapters So jump in and read Actually the first 11 chapters are going to be What we're discussing uh, in our next episode They're actually really short It's like three after the end chapters Does that seem about right? They're short, they're not mm-hmm. Okay Jen, that was your I hope you go away noise
0: No, I'm trying to think <laughs>
2: You're Like are mm-hmm, like Yeah
0: Sorry, yeah, that was my thing. Pretty
2: quick. <laughs> they go pretty Chap- quick.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's like reading a year. It's like reading, you know, like one after the end chapter equals like four a year, like none other chapters. They're very quick chapters, and uh, we hope you stick around with us for the for those um, episodes. And uh, trying to think of what else we have going on. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I think um.
0: We're going to start doing the Master Fake Theater productions, like the mini ones, um, on the side. So anybody who wants to do just like a couple of, we're just going to pick a scene from favorite fakes and start doing one every week. So anyone who wants to participate in those can just let me know. And and we're going to try to do a mini one, put it at the back of each podcast.
2: And we're going to do our best to make sure that Rob and and Jen are characters who are in love with each other because we know how sexy Jen (laughs) thinks Rob is.
0: I, Rob, what? I apologize for this.
9: <laughs>
0: I am. <laughs> it's okay.
9: No problem. You guys are him every week. That's really impressive because podcast plays are kind of difficult to throw together.
0: Well, there, it's not going to be a play. It's going to be like a five-minute no. snippet. It's a snippet
9: our plays are traditionally thirty minutes. So yeah, five thirty. I'll give you that.
2: Hold on, Spellcast is actually doing something longer than we do. I know.
0: Surprise. We need to celebrate
2: and have a great night, everybody.
0: Bye.
6: Good night.
2: It was like the most surreal episode we had. I have to tell you, I think it was the grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: know. It was bizarre.
2: It was bizarre. Which is real. That was actually really cool, because during most of our episodes, I'm always, like, staring at the clock, saying, okay, we've covered one chapter in three hours, now we have to cram six more into the next 25 minutes. <laughs> ah, and Rob falls oh. down the stairs. <laughs> Rob's, like, running away
9: from his computer at full speed right now. Uh, yeah. You okay, Rob? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was getting intimate with my microphone.
2: We thought you were. I'm like, um... <laughs> This is this is awkward. This is like the scene from Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen peeing in the bathroom with his mic on. That, 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 that was that was unfortunate.
9: It's like it's it's really disturbing. Like I'll have conversations with uh, Vanessa about Blood 428 uh, about stuff and the podcast and whatnot, and like all of a sudden like, there's like these this massive amounts of rustling going on. And I'm like I'm like what are you doing? She says, oh I'm just under the covers. I'm like. You're podcasting from under the covers of your bed. What? Yeah. Yeah. During. So, a, yeah, I've had Rina
2: eating. I've had Rina eating dinner during a podcast. She, well, that's, that's
9: nothing. She
2: was eating Chinese food, but here's the Wait, problem, Ryan. Yeah.
0: Is there any way that you have your cell phone around? Yeah. Why? I need you to do me a favor really quickly because my damn phone is dead, and like I think I'm supposed to be at a movie at ten. Uh huh. And I need a phone. <laughs> I'm wondering, and this this sounds so silly. Do you have your phone right there?
2: I, can fi- I don't have it in front of me. I can find it. Like, quickly? Yeah, hang on.
0: I'm, like, interrupting this for, like, Jen's little emergency here. It's okay.
5: <laughs> We're not surprised.
7: Oh, I am, I'm
0: so sorry. I'm really not this, like, moronic idiot that I come across as. I think Sorry. that. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: this is the best. <clears throat> I'm so glad I didn't go see a movie tonight. Seriously.
3: Yeah, we're glad you joined us, Richard.
7: I was going to see The Born Automatum, but then... Uh, Tina was like, "Hey, they're going to do the, the podcast." You know, it's like, "Oh, let me go. I want to jump on that." So, I just go see that movie tomorrow, and I'm really glad I.
3: I've heard it's very good.
7: It's the, supposedly it's the best out of the trilogy. But it's they are incredibly way incredibly far away from where the books went. So, Jen, I have but, my phone. Jen?
0: Okay, okay. Will you, um... Okay, dial this number. Guys, close <laughs> your ears. We're getting into Jen's personal life.
2: When aren't we in Jen's personal life?
9: Are, are you ready? I, wait, I, wait, I got an idea, Jen. Why don't you just Skype out somebody? You have to pay. I think it's like
7: 75 cents a minute or something.
0: That's and okay. A... The, the problem it... is that I don't know my husband's cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is tragic. Okay, do you have your phone? Am I, who am I calling? You, you are calling my mother. <laughs> Oh, my God. Are you ready? Hold on. What is your mother's name before I start dialing?
9: I'll be right back, guys.
0: It's Wendy. All
2: right. Well, hold on. Before I dial, why don't you tell me the story? So I'm like, Wendy, yep, hold on. And then, like, hold the phone upside down. All right. Okay, you ready? No, tell me what I'm doing before I do it. Oh, you can just,
0: like, I will talk for you. What? I will talk through (laughs) you. (laughs) I'll tell you. Can I go get some popcorn first?
2: (laughs) All right. What is Wendy's number? Okay,
0: 817 237. Yep. Oh, shit. That's my number. No. Okay, wait. (laughs) 817 444.
2: All right. Now, before I hit dial, can you please tell me what I'm doing?
0: You are calling Wendy, and you're telling her that this is Jennifer, and as usual, (laughs) Jen's phone is dead, and you need her to call James. And tell him to come home.
2: Is everything all right? What will be the next question.
0: It'll be fine, and and you can just talk. You can say I'm talking to her through the internet.
2: All right. Do you want me to not tell her the part about you being bitten by three scorpions? Wait,
0: there's the phone. Hold on.
2: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
3: I'm getting concerned that these scorpion bites are are more serious than she's letting on. She's
2: not telling us, (laughs) I know. Because then I'm thinking, with the way, too, do I call 911 and say I have a friend in Texas who was bit by a scorpion? Can you tell us where she is? The Fort Worth area. What's her name? Jen. Can you give us more information? Her house was flooded out several weeks ago.
5: There may be tire tracks across the lawn. (laughs)
0: Oh, yay, hallelujah.
2: All right, Jen, we're concerned that you're, like, dying of scorpion bites and you're not telling
0: us. No, did you know that – no, it's not that. I just needed him to come home because I can't go out until he he helps me. Um, But did you know that you can talk on your phone while it's on the charger?
4: Yes. Yes.
0: No, no, not a cell phone. The house, like, I have no idea where my cell phone is. I think it might be in my car. I don't know. Which is rolling
2: down the expressway right now.
0: I think I left my charger in Yellowstone. Like, I haven't found it since the trip. But anyway, so, like, my phone, while it's on its charger, like, the house phone, because obviously we're the only family in the world who doesn't own a cord phone. And, like, I'm notorious for leaving it off the charger.
2: I've never heard it called a cord phone before.
0: What are they what are they called?
2: I don't know, but that's a i I've just never heard the phrase. Okay, that makes sense.
9: Hey guys, not to interrupt, but I'm going to take off for the evening cuz I haven't had dinner yet and I also got uh stuff for my own podcast to do. so... There's a world uh, beyond this. Yeah, it's it's been a blast. Uh actually Ryan, I'll need to I'll probably send you an email cuz I don't think I'll we'll be back by the time I get back from dinner. But, okay. Uh, and that, everybody else, it was nice meeting you if I haven't met you before, and I'll catch y'all later. And you continue to have I a have, very sexy voice. I Talk Robert, to, nice later. to
0: meet you later. Brian, you're totally embarrassing me. You,
2: you said he had a very sexy voice.
0: I did!
2: Did you not I, think he
9: heard you? <laughs> <laughs> it was one
0: of those things in passing. He, but
2: he was standing right there.
9: Well, I'm, I gotta go. Could he's I still I here! Oh, like <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, God. That's not awkward at all,
4: huh? crap. Oh. <laughs> hey,
8: everybody. This is Mac with another Potterfic Weekly Mailbag. Headmaster Ryan has just handed me a large, large stack of voicemails and a single email and told me to go ahead and get started on those. So I'm going to start listening to them and make some comments and feedback.
1: Hey, Mac. This is Ryan and host the show, but... I figured this was the easiest way to get into the mailbag.
2: I just wanted to let our
6: listeners know that you're volunteering and you just moved to
2: Philadelphia. And on behalf of Powerful Weekly, we just want to wish you a lot of luck. We wanted to get you something
1: to commemorate you know, this, this major change in your life, and we couldn't think of anything. So we all just thought we'd call in and offer you our own special kind of praise. Bye.
8: All right. Now I'm a little bit scared. If you guys are all going to offer me praise, that does explain the long list of voicemails, and I appreciate that. So let's see what everyone had to say.
6: Hi, this is Kate, and I just wanted to tell you all about my Potterfic Weekly boyfriend, Mac. He is like, oh my gosh, so cool. Um, I'm kind of grounded from the internet right now, so when I get back on the weekend, he is going to take me on some really fantastic, really romantic... Potterfick weekly date, and he is just the nicest guy. When I was head girl, he was head boy, and we were like the first Potterfick weekly couple. And we are just we are so cute. I have to say, we would be nominated as like the best, or we are nominated as the best Potterfick weekly ship on the forums because because Mac he's like, oh, so hi Mac. Hugs and love
8: from Kate. Actually, thank you, Kate. I really appreciate that. Kate says that she thinks we're the best relationship ship on Potterfic Weekly, but actually, we are the best. No question. No other Potterfic Weekly couple comes close. Kate and I did manage to have our date this weekend. We went and saw The Weird Sisters, uh, danced, got crazy, and then when that was done, we finished off the evening stargazing with a nice ball of wine. It was a wonderful date that only a girl like Kate could provide. Our next voicemail is from Jen, and let's see what Jen has to say.
6: This is Jen from the forums, and I was looking at my mailbox today, and I just noticed that I had a letter, and it was just a plain white piece of paper, but it had written, I am here, love, Harry. Like, where is he? Can you tell me, please, where Harry is? Like. It's not like I have a GPS system or you know I have like one of those satellite implants in him. Is he here? Or is he there? Where on earth is he? Like how am I supposed to find him? Please, will you tell me where he is? Please.
8: Well, thanks for the message, Jen. I actually have no idea where Harry is, and let me say that if I did, I wouldn't be here in Philadelphia doing my volunteer program. I would actually be finding Harry capturing him, pulling a sample of his DNA so that I could make little mini Harrys like Mini-Me and selling them to all of the Harry Potter fans to have their very own mini Harry. I would, of course, have three because he would just be far too cute for words. Thanks for your thoughts, Jeff.
1: Yeah, hi, this question is for Mac. Mac, I was wondering if you could tell me why it was exactly that Robert E. Lee, who was clearly a superior intellect and strategist, lost to Ulysses S. Grant who was really no more than a common drunk. That's always confused me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it.
8: Ah, Phil, a history question. Thank you so much for a history question. Well, I actually went to Transylvania University, which is located in Lexington, Kentucky, where Jefferson Davis was a student. A little trivia for you. So I happen to know a lot about the Civil War, more than I'd like to. One of the reasons that Robert E. Lee lost the Civil War, despite the fact that he was a brilliant military strategist, was because the South's lack of transportational lines, railroads, and roads made it very difficult for the Southern Army to move. Also, it's common knowledge that the Southern Army, uh, the Confederacy, was extremely undermanned and undersupplied during the Civil War. Now, while the South might have been more passionate about what they're doing, it's hard to be passionate when not all your soldiers are wearing shoes and have to walk through feet and feet of snow in order to get to a battle only to find a well-trained northern army that has all their ammunition, uniforms, and anything that they needed. Now, even the best military strategist is going to face consequences when going up with an army like that. Thanks for your question, Phil.
6: This is Jen from the forums, and I was just wondering, if Jimmy cracks corn and nobody cares, why does he keep doing it? Why do we sing about it? I just don't understand. I really could use some help.
8: Thanks, Jack.: Well, thank you for another interesting voicemail, Jen. Um, why does Jimmy crack corn if no one cares? Well, I think it's the same reason that she sells seashells by the seashore, uh, and the woodchuck chucks wood. I don't know how much wood the woodchuck can chuck, but it does chuck wood. These things all just tend to happen. They're the way that the universe naturally balances itself. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but they certainly do tend to happen.
6: Hi, this is Shannon from The Forums, and I was just wondering if Snape wears boxers or briefs?
8: (laughs) Well, Shannon, thank you for your question. Does Snape wear boxers or briefs? You know, I have to say that given the type of person Snape is, he likes to have a lot of control over the things he does. So I'm going to guess that he's a briefs kind of guy. Plus, he probably comes from... Not such a wealthy background, as we've recently found out. And he's a bit of a slime ball. And while some slime balls might wear boxers, poor slime balls tend to go with the briefs because they're cheaper and you can get them in bulk. I myself sometimes wear briefs, sometimes wear boxers. It really depends on the occasion. If you'd like to know more, email me at mac at com.
1: Okay, they say practice makes perfect. But they also say nobody's perfect. So, why practice?
8: Well, Phil, that's a great question. When they say nobody's perfect, they're actually talking about me. You see, a lot of people think I'm nobody, but I'm perfect. Now, practice can get you as close to perfect as you can get, but honestly, no one's really going to get up there to where I am. Great question, Phil.
6: Hi, Max. This is Jen again, and I was just Rereading Deathly Hallows, and I was just realizing that Hedwig really dies, and I just wanted to know why Joe killed him. (laughs) Why?
8: Ah, a terrible, terrible event that happened, Hedwig's death in Deathly Hallows. Honestly, I was very upset by this death, and I didn't even see it coming myself. I thought it was frivolous, pointless. Why the bird? I mean, the bird didn't do anything. Why kill off Hedwig. It seemed so meaningless. But the truth of the matter is it had to happen. Harry had to slowly start losing some of the most important pieces of his life and Hedwig was always the animal that was there for him when he was with the Dursleys, when he needed a friend during Chamber Secrets (laughs) Secrets Hedwig was just the it bird But I'm sad to say that Hedwig was expendable And it was either that or Ron Weasley or god forbid Ginny Weasley And if I had to choose between a Weasley And the bird I'll choose the bird
6: This is Jen from the forums, and I was just wondering, um, if you watched the movie, if you watched the TV show last, um, it's actually one of my favorite TV shows, and I was just wondering if you could tell me um, why they're on the island, and if they're ever going to get off the island, or if the others are going to get them, or, you know, there's a theory I know that they're cloned, cloned on there, so I was just wondering if you could tell me what's really going on. Um, Thanks, Bye. (laughs)
8: Well, Jen, thanks for another great voicemail. The television series Lost is actually about my childhood and my childlike innocence. Those characters are personifications of my youth, all the different aspects. I know some of the characters are angry. Some of them are sad. Some of them are hopeful. But you'll notice that, for the most part, they're all good-looking, and that's very similar to my childhood. But like my childhood, youth, and innocence, it is lost. I don't know where it went, but I do have a feeling that one day I'll find it again. Probably about the time I'm on my deathbed and wishing why I spent so much time doing Potterfic Weekly Mailbags when I could be doing something productive on a Saturday evening, like partying in the big city of Philadelphia. I don't know why they're there, but I'm going to guess that it's really all manipulative ploy by network executives to get you to watch television in order to indulge in the commercialization provided by advertisements. Really, you should read. Turn off your television. Go outside. Enjoy the world. Or pick up a copy of Harry Potter or one of the fanfics based on Harry Potter and expand your mind. Thanks, Jen.
1: Yeah, hi. I have another question for Mac. Mac. I was wondering if you could quickly explain the concept of flight.
8: Thanks, Phil. As far as I understand it, flight comes from Bernoulli's principle, which basically says that when air is divided over the surface of a wing, it creates lift. I'm not entirely sure how this works, although I could ask a physics major that I happen to know quite well, and she could explain it better. But flight is either Bernoulli's principle put into practice or Pixies. It could be lots and lots of Pixies mashed up into liquid fuel and then fed into jet engines. Kind of like what Tinkerbell did with Peter Pan, but instead of that gold dust, it's actually crude oil. I think eventually this oil is going to be put on the market for our regular cars to use, and we will have flight in our Ford Explorers. How cool would that be? Thanks, Phil.
7: Okay, Mr. Mack, I have a simple question for you.
8: What were the effects Webb
7: Bois had on the integration of a post-Civil War America, and do you feel his methods were helpful or detrimental to the cause? Thanks.
8: Ah, uh, another Civil War question. Well, thank you very much, Lonely Riddle, for that. I have to admit that W.E.B. Du Bois, or Web Du Bois as he's known, is a little bit outside of my range. But I think the biggest effect that he had was lending his name to the internet, or as we more commonly call it, the web. You see, even though Al Gore didn't create the internet until 100 years after the Civil War, its effects were originally taking place When America realized that in the post-Civil War era, they needed to connect, to become closer, to avoid from coming apart and falling apart another time. And that is why we came up with the Internet, to keep us from having another civil war. And what do you know? A few years after the Internet came out, we had a European Union and peace in the Middle East. And before you know it, we'll have a globalized market and a globalized government. ...and a globalized religion. And then the world will end. And, well, I don't want to spoil the rest for you, but... ...read Revelations and you'll have a better understanding of what W.E.B. Du Bois was talking about. Thanks, Lonely Rill. Dear Mac, what was the best thing before sliced bread? Ah, the best thing before sliced bread. Nicole, that's an excellent question. I'm going to have to go with... Fire. Fire, definitely. Fire allowed cavemen to come out of their caves to start exploring the world in ways that we've never been able to explore before, to provide ourselves heat in order to cook our meals, to give us weapons to forge metallurgy. Fire is what allowed us to move from Homo erectus to Homo sapien, and eventually, allowed us to cook bread that we sliced and said, why, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But before sliced bread, there was fire. And before there was fire, there was dinosaurs. And they were cool too. They were cool too. That's better. But they weren't as cool as fire. They weren't cooler than the sliced bread. I think it goes, fire, sliced bread... Harry Potter, dinosaurs, dinosaurs and F-14 jet planes, and me. I'm also on that list of things that are as good as sliced bread. Thanks, Nicole.
1: Hi, this is James from the forums. I was just wondering, where exactly in the world is Carmen Diego?
8: Ah, James, long time no hear. I'm really glad to get a message from you. Well, James, Carmen Sandiego is in fact locked in my basement. I heard that song over and over and over and over and over again. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That's right, and eventually it just drove me crazy. So I went out on a manhunt and it took me five long years and I switched everywhere. Budapest, Bucharest, Tokyo, Washington DC. And finally I came to New Zealand. But that was a bust. Well, I thought it was a bust. But I found a last clue. Letters from Headmaster Ryan to Carmen San Diego. That's right. You wanna know the real truth about Carmen San Diego? She was having an affair with Headmaster Ryan and she uses an alias of Danielle. That's right. Danielle is Carmen San Diego. But now she's locked in my basement. You know why? So I don't have to hear that song anymore. When people say, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? I say she's in the basement, folks. I've got her. If you want to see her, I will bring her to you. Ryan comes over all the time and feed her so I don't have to. That's where Carmen Sandiego is. Excellent question, James. Ah, another one from Phil. Let's see what this one says.
1: Is it Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean?
8: Ah, now that's a good question. Well, as many of our listeners might know, I actually went down to the, uh, to the sea a few weeks ago on a cruise. And while I was there, I was riding in a taxi cab. And I kept saying, Caribbean, Caribbean. And the taxi driver, every time he would correct me, he'd say, Caribbean. Caribbean, man. It's Caribbean. And I was like, Caribbean? And he goes, yes, Caribbean, not Caribbean. Caribbean. So to answer your question, it is, in fact, Pirates of the Caribbean. Thanks, Phil.
6: Hey, this is a question for Mac. Uh, I wanted to call and ask, uh, which is best on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Ketchup, mustard, or peanut butter?
8: Hmm. Which is best on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Ketchup, mustard, or peanut butter? (sighs) There's a lot to be taken into consideration with this question because you're mixing separate food entities. A main course, like a Twinkie, or junk food, like a hot dog. (sighs) When you do this, you have to understand the subtleties that can be created atop your taste buds. And you really have to be careful about what you're doing. Now, the pastry, the yellow, soft, tissuey outside of the Twinkie, is a lot like bread. So it would be okay with ketchup or mustard, because you'd eat that with a hot dog anyways. But then... Then you take into consideration the sugary white cream that lays inside the Twinkie. Now, something that sweet shouldn't go with a ketchup or a mustard. So you would naturally think peanut butter. But peanut butter does not go well with a hot dog. Not at all. So what you have to do very carefully is take a syringe needle, fill it with ketchup, And then inject the ketchup into the hot dog. Then take a separate syringe, because you don't want to cross-contaminate these things. It's very, very important. Take a separate syringe. Fill it with peanut butter, which is going to be more difficult to inject. And slowly, slowly and carefully inject the peanut butter into the Twinkie. Now, you must be careful because unlike the hot dog, which can expand a little, the Twinkie will burst if you are not careful and you will have both cream and peanut butter On the hot dog, this is a mistake. You must be able to inject just the right amount of peanut butter so that you can still taste it mixed up with the cream, but not so much that you break open the Twinkie and cause cross contamination between the food. Your taste buds will thank you, I promise. And we have one last call. Let's see. Um, this
6: is Karen again. Not Danielle, Karen. Just i clarify. Um, I'm calling in because I have a few things to say about the book Harry Potter and there's something, something hollows. Right? There's something. I don't know. Anyway, that part at the end, I don't know if you caught it, but where, like, Harry Potter's, like, riding on the giant monkey. That, I don't really get that part. Is there some sort of, like, philosophical meaning behind that? Uh, Did anybody catch that, or is is that just me? I Sometimes have a wild imagination with with this stuff. I almost got a bad word. Um, anyway, so, yeah, there's that part. And, um, I heard also that people... Who are supposed to die don't really die, like Harry Potter. I think it's it's his time to go. Bye, bye, Harry. Um, I'm just kind of sick of hearing about him. You know what I'm saying? Harry Potter this, Harry Potter that. Going to Barnes and Noble at 12 o'clock in the morning and going to buy me some Harry Potter and uh, Halloween something. I don't know. So. Uh yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Just wanted to get you know get people's opinion on that. And that's it. Um I'll call in at another time. Just to hear what you guys have to say. That's all I got. Have a great day. Bye.
8: Well, Karen, let me just say I am absolutely delighted that you took the time to send this voicemail and say what we've all really been wanting to say about Harry Potter from the very beginning. What is up with Harry Potter riding the monkey? The monkey! (sighs) I think this is an attempt of J.K. Rowling to make an allusion to The Wizard of Oz. When you had the dancing flying monkeys, mm mm-hmm. You see, J.K. Rowling realizes that Harry Potter is mostly perceived as a children's book. And she's done the best she can to throw in witchcraft and violence, murder, deaths, and even a little bit of romance to try and lure in the adult crowd. But it's just not working quite as well as she hoped. So what does she do? She brings in flying monkeys. Why? Because she wants to help adults reminisce. To a period in their life when they felt joy Like the first time they watched Wizard of Oz And they saw those little monkeys Popping around and you said Boy those are cute monkeys Well she said Flying monkeys work then and dang it It might work now Now you're also right We are all tired of hearing about Harry Potter this And Harry Potter that It's his time he was supposed to go That way like Carmen Sandiego We wouldn't have to hear about him anymore <sighs> Well, there's a lot that can be said on this issue. Harry Potter is a bit overused in our society. And the worst part is, for us real fans, those of us who have stayed with Harry Potter from the very beginning, every time we mention it or our obsession with fanfic, or our relationship to people who are bit by tarantulas, or have girlfriends in New York, or whatever our relation is to the host of Potterfic Weekly, when we talk about them, having never actually met them, our friends give us bemused looks that make us feel dumb, less of a person. And it's all Harry Potter's fault that we feel that way. I relate to what Draco Malfoy was feeling. I think that he should have had the right to blast Harry off the rampants with Dumbledore, ending the story once and for all. Voldemort takes over society, the books ends, and people would quit talking about him. But on the other side, think of how many people are reading because of Harry Potter. Well, Jen's not. She's still... ...watching television shows... ...when there's such great literature out there... ...but think of all the children... ...who picked up Harry Potter... ...and then picked up... ...Phil Pullman's... ...Dark Material series... ...or Matilda by Roald Dahl... ...and they... ...began to expand their minds... first by reading Harry Potter... ...and then by diving deep... ...into other forms of literature... ...and before we know it... ...they're reading Walt Whitman... ...Herman Melville... Charles Dickens Shakespeare the Bible where will it all end I don't know but I'm glad that it's not going to Harry Potter is a gateway to encourage literature education and scholarship in the young minds of America's crumbling society so even though we have to hear about him over and over again is it worth it is it worth it because our children are reading hmm That's an interesting philosophical question. Quite frankly, I don't know. I've still got dancing monkeys on the mind. Well, thanks, Karen. We also received one email this week from Garrett. Garrett says, Mac, I've been dying to ask someone this for ages. When is the most recent projections for the sales of Fiji water on the global market? Should I buy stock in Fiji Water Incorporated? Also, if I were to go to Fiji... Would I be able to find a Fiji water vendor? Why or why not? Well, you know, I think I'm going to have to refer to the great philosopher Nietzsche who said, I think, therefore I am. And I think what he meant to say is, Mac thinks, therefore Mac is right. So listen to me when I say this. The most recent projections for the sales of Fiji water on the global market are actually not that good. Fiji is not very popular on the global market. It's more of an American brand. Now, while the American stock market might look like it's bountiful and plentiful right now, you're basically putting all of your money on faith. This is a mistake, Garrett. This is a mistake. Invest in gold. It worked for Jack Sparrow. Well, aside from the whole Aztec curse that cursed that entire ship. But gold is where it's at right now. Real gold. What you do is you go to Fort Knox. You take that money... You bribe the guards and you steal as much of that gold as you possibly can. And then you bring it to me for safekeeping. And I promise I won't tell anyone where I got it or how much I have or even that you ever had. In fact, with any luck, after you give me the gold, people won't even know you ever existed. Now, if you were to go to Fiji, which might help me get rid of you, I mean help you to explore your options, would you be able to find a Fiji Water vendor? Yes. Yes, you would. They would sell you water, and it would be from Fiji. Now, would it be Fiji brand water? Well, I don't know. I suppose you'd have to ask them. Garrett, my recommendation to you is take the money you were going to invest in companies, bribe the guards, get me some gold, bring it to me, and then head out to Fiji. And I promise I will have someone waiting there for you to help you answer your questions. Well, folks, thanks for all the wonderful, welcoming voicemails that you've sent me, I feel very welcome and very loved. Only my Potter Fick Weekly family could do that. So I'm going to close for this week and say please continue to send such excellent questions and have a great night.